It's the most wonderful time of the year. Welcome to the Chick Foley Show. It's the Hot Take Kid here in the Jimmy's Famous Seafood Studios. And this might be like the season premiere. This is the season premiere of the uh, Chick Foley Show. I have a lovely Sheena Phelps and, and VA. What's up? What's going on, guys? Not too much. And we have our new intern. New addition to the show, Marco Denton, our first ever intern. What's going on, Marco? Nothing much. It's uh, hanging out over here, uh, waiting to listen to you guys uh, mess up so I can correct you. Oh, we're ready, man. I I got yep. so many mess ups coming. I know. We typically, you know, when you're like at a party or something, you never want to be that guy that's like, you know, like correcting people when they're saying like stupid stuff. But we like we brought somebody on just to specifically for that purpose. So. I mean, man, this should get interesting. People do it to me all day on Twitter, so might as well just have it, you know, someone, oh, someone doing it to so me true. during the show, too. That's so true. You are so used to that. Yeah, I yeah. forgot about that. Actually, he won the title the night before that. <laughs> that voice. Yeah, that's exactly how that's I to, read that's the voices everyone's all the time. <laughs> yeah. Uh, so yeah. welcome to the show. Here's a rundown of what we're going to be doing. We have a, a lot of stuff to get to, so Marco is going to keep us on, on task here. But uh, Sheena and I will recap... Uh, fight for the fallen extreme rules we'll briefly touch on uh, evolve raw and smackdown this week and then we will get into all of the news that has happened over the last 24 to 48 hours with san diego comic-con and what we still have well hopefully you get to see over the next couple days uh so we have a jam-packed show but as you as i mentioned at the top sheena marco denton our mvp is uh on the show with us this evening this is going to be running for a while we wanted to have an intern on the show to kind of add a third person that would you know, have some drop-ins and help us produce the show a little bit. So I think Marco's going to run with it a little bit here, and we'll we got a ton of people from Twitter that wanted to do it too. So I'm going to maybe change it up every month or so. So I'm pretty excited. I think it'll be pretty fun to add a, a third voice onto the show. Yeah, for sure. Um, I'm pumped. I'm pumped too, man. And like you said, this, I, like I was so stressed. I was like, we should just break this up into two episodes tonight. Like we should have one episode about like in-ring wrestling, and then one episode strictly about comic-con because honestly like i don't know how we're going to cram all of this into one like major episode because there was so many like after yesterday i was like oh my god it was just preview night i was like man this was kind of a letdown and then today it was just like my phone was on fire and i was following not only mattel but i was following NECA. so like my brain is like figure fried right now so i'm excited to like get through the wrestling part of it all and then really dive into um dive into some figure talk for sure uh, if you are a patreon I am going to post a picture or try to post a picture of every single figure from yesterday and today that was uh, announced because I'm sure a lot have slipped through the cracks. I keep going on to Ringside Collectibles Twitter account and seeing new things that I hadn't seen uh, earlier in the day because I had to actually you know work today. So uh, if you're a Patreon member, welcome to the show. Uh, we have a couple of new Patreons that are joining us this evening. Uh, their names are going to be Alan Day and Michael Rawson, easy names this week. So thank you, boys, for joining us, and thank you for having easy-to-pronounce names. Uh, you uh, will be able, both of you will be able to enjoy bonus episodes, bonus video unboxing videos, uh, the articles on the on the website. You'll get Sheena's show notes delivered to your inbox every week, and uh, the biggest part is being part of our Facebook group, which uh, was a buzz today with all of the news. And yeah. it's a good place for us to kind of interact with each other in an organized spot and. Uh, buy and trade figures from each other it's been pretty fun so patreon.com slash chick foley show that's where you can uh, get all of our bonus content there all the uh, proceeds 
go back into the show for giveaways and, and merch and stuff like that. So uh, we thank you for all of your support. You can follow uh, me on Twitter. Uh, I operate the show account on Twitter at Chick Foley Show. You can follow Sheena on Instagram at Chick Foley. You can follow Marco on Twitter at Inglorious Gent, G-E-N-T. He's a great follow there, a good member of the community. And uh, those are all the plugs. We have a couple, well, a couple more plugs before we get going here. Uh, yeah, we have, uh, uh, we're going to go into a lot of figure news, guys. So we want to make sure that if you do go on pre-order figures and things like that, if you go to Ringside Collectibles, you use code Chick-Foley because you're going to save yourself some dollar-dollar bills. Um, you're going to get 10% off your order by using code Chick-Foley. So um, that is at Ringside Collectibles. Also, I have some exciting news for this week. And then going forward, um, you know, you guys know I'm a hardcore Chalkline Mark. And they love the Chick-Foley fam. And, you know, we have... We have, we have joined forces and they are offering our followers uh, 15% off of any order um, using code CHICK, C-H-I-C-K. So make sure when you order from Chalkline, you use code CHICK. I don't know if you guys follow them, but it's at Chalkline Official. And man, they just bring the heat every day. Not only with WWE, I mean, they have um, Nickelodeon. If you're a 90s kid like myself and you love the Nicktoons, Ninja Turtles, like all of their stuff is just fire. They have a freaking killer British Bulldog jacket that is dropping for SummerSlam um, and a brand new like multicolor dream coat of, uh, you know, Ric Flair, Nature Boy. So go on their site, check it out. And like I said, if you order anything, make sure you use code CHICK and get yourself 15% off. So we love our friends over at Chalkline. Uh, awesome, awesome partnership. Uh, you've been a big supporter of theirs. They have, you know, it seems like every week they have some cool stuff dropping. Also need to mention our friends over at Collar and Elbow. Uh, it's uh, owned by former WWE superstar Al Snow. We've been promoting them for a while. It's collarandelbowbrand.com. And you get 10% off there. The code is CHICK, I believe, for that website, Sheena? Um, yep, it is CHICK. And then you get uh, 10% off your order over at Collar and Elbow. So here's here's the deal. We got now 10% off on Ringside Collectibles, 10% off on uh, Collar and Elbow, 15% off of Chalkline. If you buy something from each of these websites at any point in the next foreseeable future and you send us a screenshot, we will have you on the show and you can join us for one segment of your choosing uh and uh it can be a you know pay-per-view recap it can be to talk about whatever figs you buy but uh if you support our friends we'd love to have you on and uh we'll we'll talk with you on the show here live so uh those are three websites that i think most wrestling fans sheen are buying from already and yeah. if you're not you should be because they're all awesome so uh we we just a great way to give back to people and give you guys a discount on the stuff that you're already buying. So uh, check out our friends over at those three awesome websites. Let's get into it. Fight for the Fallen was on Ooh. Saturday on BR Live. Overall mm -hmm. thoughts, Sheena, before we get into some of the matches. Uh, well, my my initial thought was that it was a lot longer than I was anticipating. Like it was Saturday night, you know, I had, I, I've been solo parenting all week. I know you guys, if you follow me on my, my personal page, Sheena Phelps, like you, you see the, the mom drama over there and all that kind of stuff. So I've been solo parenting and man, by Saturday night, I was like, I'm going to settle in and watch some, watch some wrestling. And then the show, by the time the buy-in show was over and then, you know, I got halfway through, um, fight for the fall and I was like oh my god like this show is gonna be four four hours or four over four hours um so yeah it was it was uh it was a big show for something that I thought was just gonna be like a quick a quick um you know kind of throwaway show you know what I mean 
hundred percent. And I think they uh, definitely improved some things over the last couple of shows. I liked some of the packages that they used, uh, the video package to start the show. They had a nice mm-hmm. one for Hangman Page uh, that was just kind of thrown in there. They did. They're doing a good job of at least. Uh, adding to the show. I mean, the first couple shows, there was just kind of match after match after match. They did a good job of adding some stuff like that and breaking it up. I did like the the choice of the venue was just a different look, which was cool. Mm-hmm. Um, yeah, it was cool. I, I liked that. I liked how the, the ramp went straight into the ring. I thought that was pretty cool. For sure, yeah. So a couple of things that I liked. It, it, the, the announcing is still not good. I don't know what, what combination that they need to get on when they do the, the <laughs> weekly shows. Yeah, Jim Ross is still just not what he was before. He he doesn't seem to, yeah. He's like a step slow, or they don't have someone. I don't know if they have someone in the back like a like a Bruce Pritchard that's kind of feeding stuff to them. Like we we make fun of WWE for having that, but God, you need that. You need to fill those those awkward yeah. silences where where they don't none, none of the three of them know what the fuck to say. And yeah. that, that happened a couple times, and I was like, uh, what's going on here? And you, you, you notice it because WWE fills every millisecond of air. Yeah. Uh, and when you when you have someone that doesn't, it, which is you know more realistic, I mean, it's hard to do that. Yeah, it really like rings true when, you, when you're listening to it. So that was one criticism. Um, I don't know who the fuck told me Brandi Rhodes is a wrestler. <laughs> she is not a wrestler. <laughs> I had a bunch of people on Twitter tell me, oh, she's wrestled all, you know, for ROH and TNA. She she's not a wrestler, and if she she is, I mean, she shouldn't be. Yeah, I, I, I give was, her some props for getting in there, but you know, it's it's definitely not her strength. Yeah, I, I'm not gonna take away anything from anybody trying to follow their dreams and and do do the things. And like I kind of talked about Brandy Rhodes, I think it was either last week or the week before. I was like, you know what? She's got the power. She's got the strings. She's married to the visionary of AEW. So obviously, whatever she wants, whatever matchup she wants, she's gonna be able to get in there and you know get, get her hands dirty, right? Um, it's not like she has to like earn her stripes to uh, to get a match on a pay per view. But man, she really showed how green that she that she truly was um and you know and i know before the before the show started she they did this little like you know promo package where she was talking about not being able to do it and getting in her head and i thought that was kind of a work i was like i mean i knew she wasn't like a, a like not, i don't want to say a real wrestler but i mean once she got in the ring i was like oh yeah now i see why you were crying before the show <laughs> because you were scared that it was gonna look like this um and yeah it was just not good um you know like i said hopefully she she gets better and you know um practice practice makes perfect but yeah especially considering some of the people that they have on the aew roster i mean the Britt bakers and you know all these amazing talent they have um she's really gonna stick out like a sore thumb if she tries to go against them yeah, uh, I mean, she, God, she looks great doing it. I mean, oh, she's a, she's, I, she's gorgeous. She's freaking I mean, she, amazing looking. Oh yeah, I mean, you know, obviously, if we're just gonna be superficial, like, yeah, she's freaking gorgeous. I mean, when she's walking Cody to the ring, I mean, like that—that's like the perfect like Miss Elizabeth role for her. You know what I mean? Being a valet, even being yeah. a mouthpiece. You know what I mean? Like, she, if she wants to cut promos, not that she's the best on the mic, but I feel like that—that's just a better, better role for her. You know, um, or like a Stephanie McMahon role, right? Like just coming in and like, like kind of undermining the baby faces on the roster. You know, like with the awesome Kong thing and all of that stuff um but yeah as, as it looks right now i don't want to see her wrestle any of the other girls one because i just don't think i don't think it was safe i mean there was one point where she suplexed Allie, and it was just like oh god like she's just dropped Allie on her head you know what i mean yeah. um so yeah you know brandy Rhodes, like 
I, I like I like I said, I respect anybody following their dreams and trying to make it happen, but stop trying to make it happen. It's not gonna happen. Yeah, <laughs> you know? I mean, yeah, it's just like you said, it's it's uh, it's do like a tag a mixed tag match with Cody every once in a while, kind of like Stephanie does. But I mean, you have a lot of other strengths. Give this give that spot to someone else that uh, yeah that you can sign off of off the street that can make the roster a little bit stronger. Um, I really like the opening match uh, of of the show with um, Jimmy Havoc, Darby Allen, Joey Janela, MJF, Sammy Guevara, Sean Spears. That was a nice six man tag. I was I was a little surprised they didn't give MJF any mic time to start the show, but they probably knew that the show was going to run a little bit longer than they wanted. Yeah, to. yeah. I think I mean I think um, you know they gave him the mic at the last show. I think he kind of established himself, and they kind of sh- they kind of ran ran it back and showed his promo from last time. So I think it was just kind of like they were just hoping that people watched, you know, um, Fighter Fest and saw and saw all of that. But yeah, I, I I liked it. I was concerned when I first saw this matchup because you know um, Sean Spears had literally just beat Cody over the head with the chair, and I was like MJF is Cody's best friend. So how am I supposed to believe that these guys are in a you know six man tag together and whatnot? Um, but it played well into the match. They actually did a really good job really telling good job, that yeah. story. Yeah, you know, and just the intricacies of, you know, their interactions with one another and kind of how it built throughout the match. I thought it was really, really good. And it's something that you don't really see a lot in WWE. Like, you know, these these two guys that are that are heels, you know, like going against one another um for for this like like united purpose. You know what I mean? I don't know. It, it was just something that like I felt like I was like, man, they did a really good job and it's something that I don't I didn't I don't really notice a lot in WWE. Like WWE is pretty straightforward, right? Like heel baby face. Like you 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 know, you can't put two bad boys against each other and that sort of thing. So I thought it was cool and I'm I'm, I'm interested to see where they go going forward. Um I I thought it was kind of corny that Sean Spears like now he's the chairman. Uh, I kind of uh, like that. That's a cool. That's Sean a cool nickname. Spears I mean, it is a cool nickname, but it's at the same time, I'm like, so that's going to be your thing now? Like, you know, like giving people unprotected headshots with, with chairs, like how long is that going to last? You know what I mean? I guess, I guess you have to run with it once, once you take enough shit on like social media and, you know, in the, in, in the media in general for, for that spot particularly, cause I know a lot of people were really crit- like criticizing it, um, I guess you just kind of got kind of have to own it and be like, F it. Like, you know, this is part of the story now. Um, so I do respect him for that, but I was like, Oh, that's kind of corny. Cause he like pulled his shirt open and it was like chairman and whatnot. <laughs> yeah. It was very interesting. Uh, did you see Dr. Britt Baker accidentally try to tag the wrong, um, Oh my gosh. <laughs> it, tur- it turns out she has some sort of you know, like concussion. She got hit in the head earlier. Yeah. So I can, I guess it's understandable, but uh, the, I think that Rio has been on a couple of these shows. Mm-hmm. I, the, the, yeah, I don't know. Uh, it, it really makes you appreciate the uh, the women's wrestling in WWE because someone posted a video. I didn't watch this match. I don't know how I missed it, but uh, some of the strikes that these these ladies were giving each other was just just horseshit. Just not even like it was just for like the weakest looking forearms you've ever seen. Um. Not good. And going back to the the Brandy Rhodes match, well, are we now going to get an Asia Kong versus what's the uh, other? Yeah, Awesome Kong. Awesome yeah. Kong versus Asia uh, Asia Kong. Come on, man. I'm not interested in that at all. Like, I have absolutely zero interest. I had absolutely zero interest 
having Awesome Kong come out to the ring, but obviously Brandy has a hard on for Awesome Kong because that's like her that's her go to move. Um, and so anyway, yeah, I, I had no interest in that at all. I and mean, I guess if you're that bad of a wrestler like Brandy is, you do need that that backup. It really made sense storyline wise, but yeah, that that she does nothing for me. Um, I didn't hate this this um, women's tag match. Um, it's just right now. I mean, Britt Baker obviously stands out to me because I know who she is, you know, and I know she's Adam Cole girlfriend you know what I mean like I I know her from other things but I feel like all the other women don't have any real like distinct characteristics that make them stand out to me you know what I mean like I feel like they all just kind of like run together when I was watching the match I was like wait a minute like so who's who's tagging with who you know and it kind of just like all um all ran together so I'm hoping as they get TV time and all those things and we get more familiar with the roster that um they start to kind of come into their own because yeah it, it didn't really do anything to me this was the match that I started watching because, like I said, I put the baby face down. I was watching on a little bit of a of a delay, um, so I, I started with this match, and it was like it was already on, like whenever uh, whenever I came down and I actually sat down to start watching. Yeah, a bunch, uh, a couple of these ladies were in the that six woman tag, the six man tag, whatever you want to call it, from Double or Nothing, <laughs> and so they've they've been on two or three of these AEW shows. I still don't know anything about them. No, nothing I, you know don't I even know, don't even know, their, know which that, one's which true but partially that is like partially our fault because like i don't i don't have enough interest in them to research and like you know get into you know their past and all that stuff so i mean i do take a little bit of responsibility for that there's so much wrestling out there right now and i'm trying to follow all the things that like yeah i could probably do a quick wikipedia search on these chicks and do a, a quick rundown and figure out what they're about who they are who they fought where they came from um but I just don't at this point, I just don't care enough, you know, um, so I'm hoping as as AEW progresses and things like that, that I do start to to care a little more. Uh, great match. Uh, Kenny Omega versus Sema, who I had no idea who he was, but uh, I never seen him wrestle before, but a uh, damn good wrestler. And it was a really fun match. And uh, this is kind of the uh, couple of these matches weren't perfect matches like the the Cody Rhodes and the Young Bucks and the Lucha Bros against SoCal and Censor just you know weren't mm-hmm. the perfect fit I think this you know Kenny Omega and, and Sima just clicked it was a great match good back and forth had some nice spots in it and uh, probably the highlight of the night for me yeah um i will be very honest remember at the at the top of the show i was telling you guys like that i I was getting through the show and i was like losing it like uh during the kenny omega and shima match i like fell asleep and i was like oh my god i fell asleep during kenny omega's match you know um so i felt like such a heel and then i woke up during jericho's jericho's promo so i went back and watched a little bit of it um you know i plan on going back and watching it start to finish because i heard it was it was incredible and one of the best matches on the entire card, but it was just such a huge week of wrestling and solo parenting and all that. I didn't get to actually go back and sit down and watch it start to finish uninterrupted. But I did hear that this match like tore the house down. So, and I think it's cool because, you know, I mean, we saw, we saw Kenny um, at the previous uh, pay-per-view event, you know, in a six man tag and it was cool seeing him with the young bucks and all that. Like I I popped for that, you know? Um, But I think this is more, this is his wheelhouse right here. You know, this one-on-one just like, ass kicking um and that's what that's what kenny omega is known for that's what he's good at and i'm excited to sit down and actually watch this watch this top to bottom uh sheena that's nothing i fell asleep during this adam page kip sabian match twice oh my gosh i i i actually went on um stories during that match and i was like you guys i feel like 
this match is going in slow motion. Like, I just felt like, especially at the beginning of the match, and these two guys are amazing. Like, I don't I don't know why they just didn't have the, the chemistry right off the bat. I don't know. I don't know what it was. But it was just kind of like, um, yeah, it was just very slow, you know? And that's not what I expected out of out of this match. So, yeah, I was kind of, I was kind of bored. Overall, I thought it was a decent match. I thought it was good. I, I have no real issues with it other than it, it, it started kind of slow and kind of didn't, didn't hook me right from the beginning on an already long show. I think that's kind of the problem, right? So like, yeah. you know, this match had, had been on a, on a, you know, four or five match, uh, or yeah, four or five match card, then we would have been like, you know, locked in. But because the show was so long, because the, um, you know, the buy-in had a couple of matches on it, we were just already like kind of burned out by this point, you know? Our buddy Marcos is Sima has, is from O W E and he's been on both of their pay-per-views. Yeah. Um, so yeah, he's, he's a guy that I think is a name that people will definitely recognize going forward. I don't know if he's a part of AEW. Are we to believe that now everyone that should be on these cards is now signed to an AEW contract? Is that is that no? I no, I don't think so. Yeah. So awesome, awesome Kong. They asked Brandy about Awesome Kong after the match, um, and she she gave a very vague answer. She was like, you know, um, Awesome Kong can come come around whenever whenever she feels like it or whenever you know whenever I need her. We have a really great working relationship, um, and it was just kind of like you know, no, she's not she's not signed to a full time contract. So yeah, I think there's still a lot of stuff getting shaken out. I mean, I know a lot of these guys are signed exclusively, but um, I, I think there's still a lot of a lot of back and forth. Um, also, I'm, I'm going to do a, a, a quick Marco. I'm pretty sure it's pronounced Shima. I say Sima just because that's how like I would think of like John Cena, you know, like John instead Cena, like yeah. yeah, instead of being like you know Cena S E N A, it's S I M A, but it's I think it's pronounced she sh- like Shima. So Shima, okay, yeah, like Shashimi. Shashimi, yeah, nice. you know. Uh, you, you said something on your Instagram about the Dark Order being uh, like BDSM. Weird. I I, yeah. I had to Google what that was. I had no idea what BDSM was. Man, so I've really uh, I've really been rocking y'all's world yes. with the uh, with the uh, um, innuendos. Yeah. The, the husbands last few days. a husbands have been away, so you've been letting it loose. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, I know now that I know what BDSM means, I've 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 obviously heard of it, but I didn't know of that abbreviation. But yeah, those guys are. Uh, it's, it's this definitely... is Chick, Chick, uh, Chick Foley after dark. <laughs> yeah, this is uh, the Patreon version. Uh, <laughs> that's that's an interesting tag team, and um, th- this was this is a really cool matchup. This was a three three way tag team match to determine the the person who would fight someone at another event to then get a first round buy in a tournament yeah. in in October. Yeah, clear as um... mu- clear as mud. <laughs> It was clear as mud. Yeah, um, it was it was a good match. I thought um, oh, it was again, super fun. But, yeah, yeah. But I, I love me some some Luchasaurus. I don't know what it is about him. Like everything about him doesn't seem like it would work. You know what I mean? Like that gimmick would never get over in WWE. I don't think. No, you know what no. I mean? Like I feel like that would be something that would be like totally like a comedy act or like you know it just would not happen. Um, but I'm like so into it in W or in AEW. Um, but yeah, the Dark Order and the Creepers and all of that like. It it just it it just doesn't do it for me. Like I always feel like weirded out every time I see those guys. I'm like, it's like Fifty Shades of Grey, you know? Like they're like sitting on men in masks yeah, in like yeah. you know Chippendales outfits. Um, so anyway, um, yeah, that was that was a really fun match. And then I want to jump right into because, like I said, we have so much to freaking talk about. Um, I want to jump into obviously, uh, well. Chris Jericho was just like blah 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 blah. Um, I'm gonna beat Hangman. Blah 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 blah. I have to beat Hang, Hangman. 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 <laughs> Hangman and then the ha- yeah, then he had this like uh 
I mean, I'm assuming it's fake blood. I don't know. But it, lo- it, it looked like fake blood. He was like, I have the blood of the hangman on my hands, you know. And it was just such a weird, such a weird promo. It wasn't bad, but it was just like, oh, come on, you know. Uh, I mean, Jericho always, always delivers on his on his promos. But I just kind of like rolled my eyes. But um, Lucha Brothers, I thought it, I thought that was a, a fun match. Um, I always enjoy seeing the Lucha Brothers. They're a little promo after the fact. I was just kind of like, that's yeah, that was too much. Like I didn't need to see all that. Um, but Bucks and um, Bucks and the Rhodes brothers. I thought this match was really interesting because you know just after Fighter Fest we were talking about out you know how we we love seeing the Lucha Brothers and the Young Bucks together. But like, you know, it's just, it's, it's a spot fest. You know what I mean? Like it's really fast paced. It's really high flying. Nobody really sells anything. Um, and then with this match, it was a totally different feel, a totally different vibe. Um, I felt like the young bucks were with Cody and Dustin and they, it forced them to slow down a little bit and really, really work the match. I mean, you saw, um, you know, the way they were, they were selling in this match that they don't normally do. Like they were selling the arm and all that stuff, which I thought was, was super cool. You know, they did the double sharpshooters and then the double, uh, figure four. Um, and I just, I thought the, these guys worked really, really well together. I mean, there was, I mean, there was no stakes, you know, so it kind of just made it like, why, why are these guys fighting? Because one, these guys are friends, you know, like, is this, this is just a respect match. Cody took his first loss in AEW. So is that going to count? against him are we really going to count that you know like I, I don't know what what this wins and losses things actually means but um i did enjoy the match and i thought it was i thought it was overall like excellent yeah it was a good match uh i didn't like after the fact that cody Rhodes still bringing up the fact you know poking the bear bringing up wwe and uh saying that you can't counter program against us oh blah, blah, blah. my god i was yeah that was like the eye roll of the cinch i'm like you just gave like this really amazing match and like now you're just like turning into a twitter troll like right before my very eyes like come on dude yeah yeah you can't counter program you know aew or whatever the hell he said <sighs> yeah I, I have it on good authority that the wwe will be putting nxt on FS1 on Wednesday nights against AEW. So <laughs> so I've heard that from a couple of different people now. So if that's the case... Did you hear that from Marco? If you didn't hear from Marco, it's not fact. No, I told Marco to remind me because I, I knew I'd forget. And he did remind me, that that beautiful <laughs> son of a bitch. Uh, he, he did let me know that, uh, that I told him to say that. But yes, uh, I've heard it from a couple people. And I've heard the first show for AEW is going to be October... Whatever that first Wednesday is here, it's going to be in DC. It's going to be here locally, and this, this is this might be this might be hot off the press. I don't know if anybody is. This is a rumor I've heard. So this is Wednesday, the second of October. Their first okay. live show is going to be on TNT from Washington DC on that Wednesday, and uh, so it'll be close close to home here. I won't be going, but um, I, I like to see if they sell out whatever arena they're going to be in. Uh, because they seem to think that they can sell out the Jacksonville Jaguar Stadium. Uh, I saw a post. So, so this is going to be a traveling TV show. Like it's going to go. Like it's going to just go to different arenas and stuff. It, like I don't know why I was under the impression that it was going to be like, almost like NXT. You know, a stationary. It should be. It yeah. probably should be. There's no way they're going to be able to fill out um, twenty thousand seat arenas in, in you know Lunch Meet South Dakota. Yeah, 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 yeah. You know, I mean, huh. I, think you're, I think if you stay in Florida, you stay, you know, 
You do like a full sale yeah. type of thing. You'd be, you'd be yeah. perfect. If you stay in Jackoffville, then you're going to be fine. You know? Yeah. That as what a, that's what Jericho. Yeah. Jericho called it. Oh, he called nice. it he called, yeah. He called it Jerksville and then he called it Jackoffville. I like that. So, I like that. Yeah. Uh, so is there any chance yeah. that you're paying $50 for a AEW pay-per-view? You, you we, probably might. I mean, we will because we're, we're hardcore marks like that. Um, I, I definitely think, I don't know. It depends on the pay-per-view, I guess I should say. Um, I shouldn't say we're going to shell out 50. And I don't, it depends on how many they have. If they have a $50 pay-per-view every month, I mean, yeah, that's going to be a different story. Um, if it's once every three months, then, you know, if they give like a, you know, if they have a paid pay-per-view um, once every three months and then give us, you know, free kind of like, you know, fighter fest type deals uh, in between, um, I, I'd be down for that. But yeah, I don't see myself shelling out 50 bucks every month for, for an AEW pay-per-view. Um, but if they have their big shows, you know, I, I, I can definitely see myself purchasing those but like wwe just spoiled me you know what i mean i'm used to the payment oh, structure for wwe like you know like 9.99 a month like i get everything so yeah i'm definitely spoiled to that and i think a lot of people are so it is it is a little bit of a dollar shock when you're like holy shit you know like i mean 50 dollars like that like that's what you like pay for like a ufc fight you know what i mean yeah. like you go in and like buy, buy a ufc fight for like 50 60 70 bucks however much they are um and uh yeah, to pay that for for predetermined outcomes, you know, in in 2019, that's that's yeah, asking I, that's asking a lot. I wouldn't even pay. I wouldn't pay that for a WWE pay per view. So this is not me bagging on uh, AEW sure, here. Yeah, uh, very, this, very, yeah, very true, very true. The network was the best thing that ever happened because I I would never be I would never be watching as much wrestling as I am now without the WWE network. You know. Oh yeah. I wouldn't be, you know, these random pay-per-views now every other month, you know, that I don't really care about. It's, you know, now that you're paying for it every month, nine ninety nine, I'll watch every single one of them. But oh yeah, I literally wrote a paper in college about how the WWE Network like transformed, like you know, the way that we view like sports entertainment. Um, and uh, yeah, I got an A on that paper, by the oh, way. Oh, nice, very uh, nice. But yeah, I mean, but that's how that's how impactful it is. You know what I mean? Like it legitimately like changed everything about. I mean, not just not just for WWE. I know we're getting on a little uh, an aside here, and we already have a fully packed show. But not just for WWE, but for everybody. Like everybody's got to kind of step up to that ball. You know what I mean? Or like you know, step up to that that uh, what's the word I'm looking for? I need Marco here. Step up to the like, plate. <laughs> Step up to the plate. That's the yeah. expression. Yeah. yeah. Step up to the plate, not the ball. You don't step up to the ball. Come on. Oh, come on. Sports references. Huh? I guess I'm a female. That's very stereotypical of me, <laughs> huh? Um, but yeah, so that that is your fight for the fallen. Um review recap again i thought overall it was a good show it was definitely a good show for free 99 you know um a little longer than i anticipated but um i'm liking what i'm seeing from aew i'm not gonna lie um you know like i said it part of it partially it's my own fault that i don't know who a lot of these people are and where they come from and their backstories and whatnot but i think as, as we get weekly television and whatnot we're gonna we're gonna see these things develop a little bit more I like it too, Sheena, but this this is no, there's nothing that's shown me that this is going to be a serious contender. This is just a something else to watch in addition to WWE. There's no reason WWE should be scared of anything that they're seeing from this company. Yeah, everything everything they do looks small. Everything they're doing looks small potatoes, and and I don't know if they could be doing that on purpose. They want to just do a smaller scale thing. But yeah. this this looks like a small little indie show, which is fine. It doesn't have to be uh, a, a giant WWE show. But, yeah. um, you know, it, it is what it is. I also wrote this down. 
Awesome Kong, 41 years old. Asia Kong, 48 years old. Christopher Daniels, 49 years old. Chris Jericho is 48 years old. And Dustin Rhodes is 50 years old. So before you tell me that you're tired of watching Shane McMahon and old wrestlers and, and Undertaker, uh, th- these are five people that are, can't even sniff Undertaker's jockstrap uh, that yeah. are all over 40, you know, 45 years old. So, um, For sure. I, I'm I, I as much as I have negative things to say about AEW, this is a third show I've watched. So I mean, I'm I'm still you know I'm still invested. Yeah. It, and yeah. you know I'm being I'm being critical because uh, I want it to do well. But it's uh, an alternative. You didn't you didn't not watch Extreme Rules because you watched Fight for the Fallen. Exactly, you know yeah. what I mean? So it's just it's just an alternative. It's in addition to it's just something to give you a different taste in your mouth. You know, um, and I think I think that's what they're going to be for for the foreseeable future. I mean, who knows what what can happen in you know five five ten years? Um, but I, I think as of right now, yeah, it's just it's it's just something to give us an alternative, um, something to give us a little bit different style, expose a lot of different people, give a lot more people um, a chance, you know. So I, I'm glad some of these guys are getting their shot in AEW because a lot of these people would never have a shot in WWE, like you know, to be honest. Um, so for them to be a part of something that's up and coming and trending and you know, kind of like you know, in the now, I think is really cool. You know, for a lot of these people who otherwise you know wouldn't wouldn't be known at all all right let's switch over to extreme rules which was on yeah. sunday and uh, a show that was much better than i thought it was going to be uh sheena before we get into the actual card uh a couple hours before showtime we get the announcement that there would be an intercontinental match on the kickoff show finn balor versus nakamura which i love this announcement this would be yeah the biggest match in aew history and the Vince McMahon flexes his muscle and puts this five-star caliber match on a pre-show of a, a throwaway pay-per-view. Yeah, I mean, you know, I think I think a lot of people were really shook and a lot of people really had strong feelings about this being on the pre-show. But dude, what you have to understand about these these pre-shows is that these are these are shown to a a wider audience. You know what I mean? Like these pre-shows are shown to a lot more people. Um and it's like it's it's an incredible match to get people hooked into watching the show. Yep, you know, like you don't you don't want your your pre-show match to be a freaking throwaway or a dud. You know, you want something that's going to get people hype and get people excited and set the tone for the night. You know, um, and I think people get their panties in a wad because, you know, they'll be like, oh, why are the revival on the pre-show or why is, you know, Shinsuke and Finn on the pre-show? But I mean, to me, the pre-show is part of the show. You know what I mean? Do you watch, do you like watch the show at home and think, oh my God, it's on the pre-show. Like, why did we get, I don't give a shit if it's on the pre-show. I I'm watching the match just as if it's part of extreme rules. You know what I mean? Like, it's not like, what does it make a difference to you? What part of the show that it's on? Like, I don't understand why people get so bent out of shape for that. You know what I mean? Like it, I, I just I, I don't, I've never understood it, um, and I think I think it's really a misunderstood concept. So I, I thought it was awesome, like you said, it was just kind of announced. Um, and this is like one of those. It's a dream matchup, right? Like you know, you you love to see Shinsuke and Finn together. I mean, yeah, why are we complaining games. about seeing these two guys wrestle on a, on a, on the show that it wasn't even going to be booked on? Like, well, they yeah. don't, they, this, they don't care. This doesn't hurt their feelings. If anything, yeah. they these guys get to then leave and go to the next town and get get in bed early uh for raw the next day they're they're not complaining that they're on the pre-show they don't give a shit 
They're, Hell no. You know, and you know what? You know what's really cool about this is that um, Shinsuke beat Finn Balor and took the icy title. So you know what that tells me for the next pay per view? I'm going to be like, well, damn. They they did a title change on the last pre-show. Maybe I should tune into mm-hmm. like make it a yeah. make it a priority to watch the pre-show on the next show because anything can happen, right? Like if if you know if you just do your pre-show your pre-show matches as like throwaways and nothing happens and nothing's exciting, like you know yeah maybe people aren't going to be interested and people are just going to wait for the show to you know because it's already like a long going to be a long night of wrestling. They may just tune out of the pre-show. But if you're doing title changes and exciting stuff and like you know people are making you know comebacks in in pre-show matches and stuff. Like, like, that's going to get people to tune in. You know what I mean? Um, and that was exciting. And I thought it was super cool. Not that I wanted Finn Balor to lose the IC title, but, I mean, I think it's cool that Nakamura is going to have an IC title run, right? Yeah, yeah. I mean, there's some fresh matchups. And I think yeah. it sounds like Finn Balor is going to go on a little bit of a vacay after SummerSlam with a couple month break. So, uh... yeah, I heard a really cool. So, when we get to, when we get to uh, Monday night, um, Monday Night Raw. Um, I have I've heard a really cool fan theory that I, about Finn that I'm super I'm super excited about. Oh, nice, cool. Um, yeah. I don't want to go into every single match here. I nah. want to I want to touch on my favorite matches and the match I was the least looking forward to was was Bobby Lashley versus Braun Strowman. And man, this was a fun goddamn match. They were all over the arena. Uh, Strowman looked good. Lashley looked good. I mean, they this was not like a slow mo like forearm yeah. forearm punch kick match i mean they were they were going at it and um you know Strowman looks good i don't know he he would they, people always talk about how his knees are, are bad he, 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 got did, some, he got some new knees like forrest gump or yeah, something yeah man. he's he yeah. had some wheels man and they they were all over the arena at the the last spot if you haven't seen it is worth going back and watching uh, a fan put it on twitter like kind of a different angle and uh they they you know crashed off of the the, the second mezzanine level but uh what what were your thoughts on this match did you feel the same way i was shocked man i mean i know listen if you, you guys have been listening to the show for any amount of time you've probably you've probably heard me bag on stroman and lashley a lot you know um and really really just be like what the hell like, get these guys off my screen like you know stroman needs a break you know lashley's boring blah 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 um and whenever you know these guys had that moment on raw and i was like okay like this was really cool like this was a moment that i wasn't expecting and then to have this match on extreme rules that i was like like you said i was kind of just a taken aback by like the intensity and you know how what like how good it was um I thought it was a lot of fun to watch. I mean, like I like I said, I'm kind of speechless because I just wasn't this was one of those matches that like if I was at the stadium, I would have been like, oh, I'm this is time to go get some popcorn. You know what I mean? Like go 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 pee. Um, but I think a lot of people were really, really surprised by the outcome of this. For sure. The one thing I wish they would have added, do you remember when they were up on like the concourse and they had like there must have been like a uh store that was like barricaded off you know how they put like the, the oh plywood yeah, yeah, yeah. up and says like excuse yeah. our mess or something what yeah. if what if they made like a paper mache wall and they would have just like crashed through that like i was thinking like uh like like ever like a family guy when peter griffin's fighting the chicken and they're just like going all over the place like that would have been awesome just to have them like <laughs> crashing through walls and just like wrecking shit even you know yeah even more so i mean even though they, they i mean they did a ton they were they were all over the place but um this this was a yeah. cool match a fun match it's perfect for this night Yes. Um, and another, let me, let me tell you one of my favorite moments of the night was, um, Alistair Black versus Cesaro. Um, and after I talked shit about Cesaro last week in his mouth guard, and let me, let me be clear. I knew this was going to be 
like a fun match to watch. I knew this was going to be a great match between two great competitors. Um, Cesaro still doesn't do it for me. I mean, if you saw his, um, I can't remember, I guess it was on SmackDown when he came out and he was like, I want to pick a fight with Alistair. You know what yeah, I mean? It was yeah. just like, it was so weird. Robotic. And like, I, I, I hated it. Yeah. Um, but, uh, the match that they had at extreme rules was in, was insane. I mean, it was just, it was so good. Um, I mean, they, it, like he got the uppercuts in, they got the black mass in, like, it was just like, it was just everything you wanted out of these two guys, you know? And even though we knew, you know, it was going to be good, there was no stakes. Um, you know, and it was one of those matches, like, they just wanted because they had had so much build up around Alistair Black. They wanted him to have a really good match on his like de- re debut into into the you know the main roster and whatnot. Um, so they put him against Cesaro. Cesaro didn't lose anything by losing to Alistair Black, right? Like he still looked strong. He still looked great. Um, but I'm ready. Like I don't want this to be like a long term ongoing thing because Cesaro just doesn't do it for me. Like yeah, maybe like ha- have a couple more fights on Raw and SmackDown, but like don't carry this through SummerSlam, you know what I mean? I think this Black Mask could be uh, RKO 2.0. I think this is a move that you could be able to... He can do this move to anybody, and he can hit this whenever, and it could be one of those things that, you know, the RKO is so fun when he hits it, and this could be something similar. So I I love that about Aleister Black. I mean, Mm -hmm. like like you said, Cesaro looked good. It was just a fun match, and, and just like, you know, just balls to the wall just two guys going at it that you know two of the probably the best top five workers in the in the game in the company going at it and i i think they'll probably stretch it out a little bit but i'm interested to see what alistair black does from here where does he where does he go um do we right. see, i mean him versus nakamura would just be you know a dream match for the for the belt i don't know if he's ready for that yet but um that would be fun yeah, I think it would be a lot of fun, and I think it's I think it's one of those things. Like if he went against if he went against Nakamura and he he didn't win, it's it, again it's one of those things where I don't feel like Alistair Black is going to lose anything by losing to Nakamura because I know those guys would put on incredible matches and it would just be they would beat the hell out of each other and wouldn't it wouldn't neither one of them would come out worse on the other side. So. Um, I thought that was an awesome match, uh, even though it didn't. Again, no stakes on either of these matches that were two of our two of our favorites. So, um, we Undertaker I thought looked really good. I was very surprised. I mean, I knew he wanted to come out and kind of like you know get wipe that um, that taste out of our mouth from uh, Super Showdown. Not Super Showdown. Was it Super Showdown? Is that what the name of it was? Yeah. I think so. Yeah, let's just, let's just the, all those all let's just call it the the Saudi shows. All yeah. those Saudi shows just run together. But yeah, he wanted to wipe that Goldberg um, mess out of our freaking you know memories. And I thought he did a really good job. He you know hit uh, Shane with that damn choke slam, and I mean you know looked looked pretty damn good. I mean I don't know if Shane gave him a lot of help and jumped really high, but you know he barely got Goldberg off the ground. I mean obviously like they're two totally different sized men, um, but still athletes in that regard. But uh, yeah. It, it looked really good. I love seeing uh, Undertaker and McIntyre standing face to face. I don't remember the last time McIntyre won a goddamn match, but man, they, they could do something with this guy, and they're not, which is frustrating. I mean, I, I liked how Shane took the pin, which was good, but uh, I think McIntyre lost the next night on Raw to Cedric Alexander. I don't know if they have any idea what they're doing with him, and they they have a monster heel here waiting in the wings with him. Yeah, I, I think it's just one of those things like he's he's just caught in this freaking Shane Shane O'Mac vortex. You know what I mean? Like he's part of 
And and Shane is everywhere right now. Have you noticed that? I mean, before it was like, yeah, he's just getting a lot of TV time. But now I feel like he's like involved in like 10 different feuds. Like what, like what is he not involved in? You know, he's involved in Kevin Owens and like Roman Reigns and, you know, Undertaker. And like, I'm just like, what the hell? You know, probably still Miz. <laughs> you know, there's probably still some, some Miz resentment in there somewhere. And I'm like, oh my God, like Elias Shane, and Lashley and it, Corbin, like, you know, yeah. whenever they have a feud, it's like, you know, you throw him in there and I, I it's just, yeah, very uncohesive. Yeah, it's it's pretty crazy how how intertwined Shane is into the WWE right now. Um, but yeah, so I, I enjoyed that match. I thought it, I thought it was pretty good. Um, if we can get into um, the main event of the night was uh, you know the the tag team match between freaking. Seth and Becky and Lacey and Baron Corbin. Um, overall, it was a, it was an okay match. Nothing that was like super crazy. I thought they did a good job. I mean, I was I was sports entertained, if you will. But um, I I definitely popped when. Becky took the end of days. I was not expecting that at all. And like, you know, he really laid it on her too. It wasn't like, you know, like he was doing it to a girl. Like he like, he like smashed her head into the ring. And I thought it was, I thought it was excellent. Then he turned around and I don't know if he like knew that the camera was on his face or what, but he called Seth like a piece of shit right there on the, on the screen. He was like, what are you going to do about it? You piece of shit. And I was like, Oh, my god you know like this is getting real um so i i really enjoyed that match obviously um up until the end when you know brock cashed in and we have a brand new universal champion uh you missed the part where they zoomed in on lacey evans butthole. oh my <laughs> god i totally forgot about that yeah i thought that i was like I wonder if that cameraman's going to get fired. And then I remembered, I was like, oh, we're leaving the PG era behind. Like, this was this was probably perfectly, you know, choreographed. Oh, good shit. Yeah. Yeah, this is good shit. Get up in there. Get up in there. Um, I mean, she looked good. I mean, I'm not I'm not going to lie. But I was just like, holy guacamole. Like, I, you know, I feel like I'm doing like a medical exam up in here. You know what I mean? <laughs> Yeah, they uh, they definitely in in this on this show they definitely showed some signs of uh, pushing to the PG thirteen, which I'm I'm fine with. You know, it's it's all yeah. good. Yeah, yeah, I'm totally cool with that. Um, I I was listening to a, a show a little bit um, earlier on in the week, and they were talking about. Um, you know, this guy was he was like, you know, I'm totally cool with him pushing the boundaries or whatever. But he's like, now it's getting to a point where I'm like, I don't know if I'm comfortable with my kid watching anymore you know what i mean and i can totally see that you know as a parent like there's a lot of stuff that's being discussed i mean you know like uh maria canellas telling mike that she wants becky to impregnate her and you know the the camera shots and them saying you know bitch and you know the the whole like piece of shit and all that stuff on on air all the time i'm like I guess I could, I guess I could see that. Granted, I mean, I was watching like way crazier stuff when I was like a kid, but, um, you know, as a parent now, I'm like, would I let Brett watch that? I don't know. You know, yeah, it's like, go, go one way or the other, you know, like go, go PG era or go all the way to the attitude era. this like half in between. I mean, I don't know if they even have a show like this on Saturday or Sunday mornings. It just kind of recaps raw with just, you know, just the matches and none of like the the promo stuff and that would probably... well they have this, yeah they have this week in WWE on the network you know and it like it oh, literally okay. recaps everything that kind of happened in in the previous week but uh, 
yeah, it's, um, you know, like I said, it's pushing the boundaries, which I like, you know, I like it to be a little bit more edgy and edgier product. Um, but again, yeah, you are toting that fine line where it's like, well, you know, like I have kids that I'm taking to this show and, you know, I think kids a lot of times drive merch sales for like these big stars. I mean, like new day and like John Cena and all those people like Roman reigns, um, people like that, that like have like humongous merch sales. Like, I mean, I think a lot of that is driven by, by like the younger audience. You know what I mean? I agree. Uh, our buddy Marco says they should partner with Hostess and make lacy cakes. I don't know. <laughs> lacy cakes. Yeah. So they could be like, um, they could be patriotic, like red, yeah, white. There you go. Yeah, do the red, holiday ones. Yeah. Red, white, and blue. Yeah. Um, but yeah, so, you know, we have Brock. Um, where do you think this is going? Because obviously we, we, you know, knowing what we know now on Raw, they're just rolling it back and having Rollins mat- rematch with him on SummerSlam. I don't know if that's just to give Rollins like a definitive babyface win because, you know, the last time he won, it was kind of like... That's the you same know, thing he- I was thinking, yeah. He- heel tactics, you know, like they want him to be a true babyface. Um, you know, and he was kind of doing low blows and stuff at WrestleMania um, and chair shots and whatnot. So maybe they just want to give him like a definitive babyface win. And if they do that, like I'm okay with that. But if it's if it's a Brock run like it was the previous run, I'm going to be like, oh, my God, what, why are we doing this again, you know? Yeah, it's it's definitely an interesting dynamic, and I think, I think I'm with you. I th- the first thing I thought of, they must want to kind of restart. This This title run is not going the way they probably wanted to, and it's probably because he's faced off against Baron Corbin 500 times, but... Uh, right, but I mean, why even put it on Brock just to take it off of him? I don't, I don't know. But uh, we knew he because, was going to well, catch one because in. Brock is a draw, you know. For for SummerSlam, I mean, it's perfect timing too, you yeah, know. True, true. Uh, anything about keeping the belt on him? I'm sure they want to have the belt on somebody when they move to they move SmackDown to to Fox. I know that's still what <laughs> three four months away, but. Um, yeah, I, I don't know. I I can see. I was hoping someone else would get that shine. I mean, you have that battle royal. You can you can throw someone else in there, um, and and build. Yeah. You know, put man. I, I'd love to see a Big E versus Brock Lesnar match at you know somewhere down the line. Yeah, that would be super cool. I, I I thought I thought for a long time. I mean, Heel Husband and I have talked about this countless times about how how Biggie is very very overdue for just like a singles run, even if it's not a championship, you know, main event run. Like just just for him to go on his own and and have a singles run. Obviously, I I don't want to live in a world where New Day are broken up. I love the New Day, um, but you know, I, I do think that it is time for, you know, Biggie to kind of like, you know, leave, leave the nest, you know, and, and try yep, to try yep. to do some stuff on his own. But yeah, Biggie and Brock would be, would be awesome. You know? Yeah. This was uh this was a better a card than I thought it was going to be. It let, it led into an interesting raw and SmackDown, the biggest news of the night from raw. Anything else you want to touch down, touch on from Extreme Rules before we move on? No, I'm sorry. We, I mean we like we basically like Tyler breezed right through that because I mean we have some amazing matches that we didn't even touch on, but we have so much to cover tonight. I mean like we got Ricochet and AJ Styles that we didn't touch on, uh, KO and Dolph Ziggler, um, Joe and Kofi. Like I mean there was so much on this card that was that was really good. Um, and I thought Extreme Rules, I thought Extreme Rules overall was a really really fun, really awesome pay per view. So that's my that's my overall take on it. Um, I just wanted to touch on some of the matches but yeah getting in really quickly to to raw and smackdown um Wait, you know, marco we... wants to jump in real quick marco what you got dude um just real quick um so on the last time i was on the show we all picked who would keep their title longer 
Mm-hmm. And I'm pretty sure I picked Kofi Kingston. Oh. You guys picked Seth oh, Rollins. So I yeah. won that one, I think. Oh, <laughs> man. Look, Marco's been keeping stats longer than we even knew. I know, right? Yeah, yeah he's been preparing for this job. Jeez. Yeah, I've, been, I've been waiting for this single moment. Yeah, you, you've definitely, yeah, you definitely picked uh, picked Kofi. And I, I was mm-hmm. like, no, def- Seth is definitely keeping it longer. So, and, yeah. Yeah. And a quick factoid, he's had a longer list of opponents than Seth has. His only opponent that he's faced was Brock Lesnar, essentially, for his title. And Kofi Kingston's had every pay-per-view a different opponent, opponent essentially. Oh, that's true. Yeah. True. Cool. Yeah. Besides Baron Corbin, yeah, Brock Lesnar and uh, Baron Corbin. That's pretty much been that's pretty much been it. But yeah, um, yeah, good call on that. Good shout. All right. What's uh, the, the the biggest thing from Raw? I, I I will let you take the ball with and run. I mean, the biggest thing on Raw is uh, the freaking the fiend making his debut. Finally, I was gobsmacked. Like I just, I mean, it's one of those things. So here, I, here's my whole take on this. You know, I had been bitching for the last few weeks about like, why are they not doing this? Like, why didn't they do it at Extreme Rules? Why didn't they do it before that? You know, like all of these different things. Um, because the, the Firefly Funhouse had so much momentum, you know, and then then the Firefly Funhouse stopped happening. And then we just started seeing, you know, um, Mercy the Buzzard and, you know, Ramblin' Rabbit. And um, what's the the pig's name? Um, oh, man. Husky. Husky. Husk, yeah. Is it Huskus? Huskus the the pig I think is his name. We started seeing them in little backstage segments, you know, but it kind of it kind of just lost its, you know, it kind of just lost its fire a little bit. And um, you know, we had all kind of just been like, well, damn, you know, here here goes another thing that they're that they're not going to capitalize on. And then like all of a sudden, he shows up in the middle of the ring with Finn, um, and it was just it was incredible. Like I loved everything about it. And part of me is like is like they I feel like they did this on purpose but I'm like I don't know if WWE has that much foresight you know like they wanted us to forget so that when he did show up that it was like it was way more impactful you know um versus like had he shown up right after he did the you know the muscle man dance we would have all been like you know oh well we expected him to show up you know like so I think it was it was very smart how they did it if they intended to do it that way and this like gets him right in the mix to roll into the one of the biggest shows of the year yeah like how they when when's the last time we had a debut like this that wasn't uh hyped up or you know we knew about it weeks in advance or it wasn't oh yeah you know, bleach oh, report yeah. reports you know or you know usa today reports that some blah 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 is coming back this week you know it was a great you know moment which we don't get too much in the in the uh, internet era these days so uh, it was pretty- oh yeah they would have been on wwe.com you know oh the fiend is making his debut on raw tonight you know tune in for yep, the fiend yep. you know um it, yeah i can that would have I, that's how i anticipated it, it being um but it, yeah like you said it was the total opposite and i loved it you know and i need more of this in my life i need more surprise debuts and reveals and all this stuff so I thought it was awesome. My question, I, I pose this question on um, Instagram stories, and I'm I'm curious to get to get your thoughts. Um, so you know, he came out in this mask, and the mask appears to be like you know a one piece mask, and the eyes. Somebody tried to convince me that those were his eyes with contacts in them, but to me, looking at all the up close photos, it looks like the eyes are actually built into the mask. So I don't know what his level of visibility is out of this thing, like how the hell he sees out of this thing, or what what the technology is, or whatever. But 
so is he is he going to wrestle in the mask um or is it like something like he's going to take off you know when he when he gets in the ring um is he going to be doing backstage segments and promos in this like i can't imagine the fiend doing like backstage segments with like you know charlie caruso or something right like i feel like it's going to be more of that kind of like boiler room or i guess the firefly funhouse he'll be in the firefly funhouse um doing his doing his promos just like kind of pre-recorded is that what you think like what do you think is he going to wrestle in the mask not in the mask is he going to be the fiend all the time are we going to see the the firefly funhouse mr rogers bray how do you think all this is going to like be laid out yeah i don't know i don't think he's going to wrestle in the mask i think it would be too hard i think the i don't think those are contacts but i could tell that to every to every luchador yeah yeah true well yeah i don't yeah i guess i mean i guess you could it just doesn't i mean it's not like a fabric mask it definitely has some like dimension to it but uh, i would love for him to come on raw next week and just be like backstage just apologize to be the be the mr rogers character and just be like totally totally remorseful and like hey man i'm sorry i I don't know what happened last week blah 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 you know and you know and he's kind of like genius yeah like like almost are two different people he's like just playing two different characters like Dr. Jekyll, Mr. Hyde. Yeah. Oh, I totally, I totally like that. Um, somebody has said, so this is a fan theory that um, I had been reading and heard on, on a couple podcasts was that, um, and it makes so much sense because we've been clamoring for Finn Balor to join the club. Right. But as, as it stands right now, like, I mean, he, he would have to turn heel, like pretty much a turn mega heel for him to, to join the club. Um, but so he lost his title to Nakamura. That's like a, you know, that's a knock on his confidence. He's already like down and out. Now he's in this feud with the fiend. Um, and I think like if he, obviously the fiend's not going to lose at SummerSlam, like spoiler alert, like, you know, breaking, breaking kayfabe here. Like there's no way that the fiend is going to lose his first match. Right. Um, but I'm assuming it's going to be fiend versus demon. The demon has never lost. Like the, the demon is undefeated. So to me, um, I feel like if the demon finally loses, like I heard, like they were talking about if the demon finally loses, that could be what breaks Finn Balor. Right. And then he takes his vacation. He takes his time off that he's been requesting. You know, obviously he could just take it like on kayfabe. He could just take it as like a leave of absence. You know, like he, he, you know, got so broken up by, you know, the fiend that he has to take time off. Um, but then he comes back and he's like mega heel Finn and he joins forces with the club because he's just got a whole new outlook because, you know, the demon is obviously not his, his power anymore, you know? That would be cool. I could see that happening. Uh, Marco says that he did wear a mask in in NXT. I don't remember that. Bray Wyatt Bray. wore a mask. In, oh, he wore like the uh, the butcher's like the fan of the opera type of mask. Yeah, uh, it was like a, it was like a rip, yeah. like a Rip Hamilton like nose nose guard protector type of mask. I just pulled it up. I just googled Bray Wyatt NXT. So yeah, I mean that's that's kind of like the you know just a basic version of it, but. Um, I, mean, I, could, I could see it. Maybe they maybe they just have a, a separate one that just has the eyes cut out for when he wrestles. You know, I don't. You know, they, WWE has plenty of money to make two different masks. So, I, th- yeah. I think I think you're gonna lose something if he does take the mask off when he's oh, that yeah. when he's that character. You know, I I feel like he has to have the mask. I mean that that's where all the the lore and like the mis- mystery and like mystique all that comes from is from that mask, and that's where all the freaking terror comes from too. Like nobody wants to be in the ring with that. You know what I mean? Like, you know me, I'm a freaking, you know, horror loving, not horror, horror. <laughs> <laughs> so that's I what it a, sounded like. But, okay. A horror loving 
chick and you know even myself like i get like the heebie-jeebies when i see that mask so yeah that is definitely not anything i want standing across the ring for me about to like whoop my ass you know what i mean so um i i am all for the fiend i hope he has you know an incredible run with with finn i hope he has a title run in the future um i think it's super cool i'm 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 there for it he looked like in, in badass shape so yeah he looks good yeah it's pretty amazing whenever um you know these guys get time off they can actually like you know do real training like i feel like when they're training on the road i mean they're not getting any sleep they're probably eating a lot of crap you know and they're just working out you know just just to stay in some semblance of shape but they're not like you know lifting heavy or doing any sort of like hardcore training regimens unless you're like crossfit jesus like seth rollins but um but yeah, that was pretty much all, you know, and it's not all that happened on, on raw, but that was to me, like, that was the big, the big moment that, that happened on raw. The thing that really, you know, meant the most and is going to have the most uh, stakes in going in the future. Natalia is going to face Becky Lynch. Um, uh, at, <laughs> that that know. was one of the worst matches I've ever seen. I, I don't blame what, the what, crowd the, the at four all. Way? Yes. The four way. I don't yeah. blame the crowd at all for booing that shit. It was too long. It was boring. It was awful. Yeah, it was not. It was not my favorite match, and I actually like most. I actually like all four women in this match. Um, but yeah, it was not my favorite moment for any for any of these women. I don't know. I don't know what um, what the deal was. Um, but Natalia did come out on top. I would. I, I mean, you know me. I'm a. I'm a I'm a mark for anything heart related. So um, I was excited to see Natalia. Natalia is. She's she's great in the ring. We know she's technically one of the best female wrestlers, but she just doesn't have any relevance right now. So it did kind of feel out of place. It felt just kind of like, what the hell? They're just pulling Natty out of like out of where, you know what I mean? Like they've had her backstage doing nothing. Um, and then now all of a sudden she's going to be again, at one of the biggest pay-per-views of the year fighting one of the biggest stars in WWE, you know, and I'm happy for, her. I'm happy for her to have that moment. Um, but it does kind of seem a little bit disjointed. Like, you know, like I was kind of taken aback by it. Um, I did like Becky's, promo you know because i you know i know they were like you know quote unquote friends or whatever and they may be real life friends i don't know um but you know becky real quick was just like listen like you know you may think i'm your friend but when you come for my title like there, there's no friendship you know um then natalia had that cringy line about you know <laughs> you know called her called her a bitch and you know whatnot but yeah um I, i'm excited to see it a lot of people were really crapping on it um but you know yeah, I'm not gonna. I'm not gonna crap on Natalia. <laughs> no, I've crapped on her enough on this show. Uh, <laughs> I did like that Alexa Bliss. Like the next day or the next night or the ne- that night was like tweeted out like so, so disrespectful. That's all she said was so disrespectful. Like you know, it's you know if the fans w- want to boo, they can boo. Like they're not like hurling things, hurling batteries at you or anything. And it really wasn't the f- the fault of anybody in the ring. It was just poorly laid out it was like three commercial yeah. bre- three commercial breaks in it which i've heard from a lot of people that now during some of the matches they stop they almost stop the match during the commercial break well yeah they don't they don't they don't wrestle during commercial breaks anymore that's why we've had so many two out of three falls matches or you have the split screen ad breaks where it's you know the the wrestling is still happening uh, like while the while the commercial is on but yeah they'll do two out of three falls matches just to, just so they don't do wrestling during ad breaks which i think is so weird you know i, I don't i don't 
I don't like it. I don't know what the real purpose is for it um, or why it was so detrimental, but you know, who knows um, the 24 seven championship. Uh, this is the last thing I'm going to touch on, on um, raw, but I did love Drake Maverick. I thought he was great in this segment, checking into the hotel um, as the 24 seven champion. I just thought he, he was just incredible. So um, I, I love Drake Maverick as the 24 seven champion. And honestly, you know, I was all about our truth and I'm like, you know what? I'm team, I'm team Drake. He still hasn't sealed the deal, man. I feel bad for him. He's had he had that. Even he came to Comic Con and said he hasn't. He still hasn't consummated his marriage. Yeah, he was at Comic Con today with the uh, with Zach and Kurt and said he oh, has nice. not his marriage. Yeah. Oh man, they've 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 done a really great job. Hopefully, hopefully they've they've signed that wife of his to a uh, some sort of deal. I mean, she's got to be mm-hmm. getting paid. I would I would assume. Uh, just real quickly on the fiend, how how amazing is that elite figure going to be when they make that? Oh, Oh, man. Oh, my God. I don't care how crappy the gimmick ends up being or how amazing the gimmick ends up being, but, like, that elite is going to be so dope. Like, I cannot freaking wait. Like, oh, my God. They have to be working on that right now, I would assume, right? I would think so. I mean, Jesus. Like, it has to. And I hope they do a Firefly Funhouse Bray, too, like a Mr. Rogers Bray. That would be a cool two-pack. That would be an awesome two-pack. Oh, that would be an awesome two pack. They should just do a Firefly Funhouse pack and he could come with the accessories. Like he could come with Ramblin' Rabbit. He could come yeah. with, you know, Mercy the Buzzard and Abby the Witch and, you know, all, all of those. I thought that would be super, super cool. Like a box set that looks like the Funhouse and have both versions of um, of Bray Wyatt. Like that would be super dope. All right. The MVP, Marco Denton, is telling me we're over an hour here. Anything we want to touch on from SmackDown before we get into San Diego Comic-Con 2019? Um, nothing crazy, uh, nothing crazy from SmackDown. Um, Ember Moon is going to be facing Bailey, uh, at, at SummerSlam. It just kind of got announced, which I thought was really strange. Like Bailey was just like, let me pick my, like my contender. So they, they fought, uh, Ember and Bailey fought, uh, Mandy Rose and Sonya Deville. Um, and they, they beat them obviously. And then after the match, uh, that she came up, I can't remember which, which one of the little chicks came up and was talking to Bailey. Um, and she said, you know, have you thought about what you're going to do for SummerSlam and blah, blah, blah. And who your contender is going to be and Ember Moon standing right there. And she's like, yeah, yeah, you know, um, I, I've been really thinking about it. Somebody who respects the business and somebody who will respect this title. And, you know, and then Ember Moon's like looking like, oh, is it me? Is it me? And then, you know, she announces that it is Ember. And I was like, oh my God, this was like the worst. Like they could have like had like a number one contenders, you know, tournament over the next couple of weeks or something, something to drag this out. But yeah, instead she just announced happy for Ember for the moment and getting her opportunity. But I thought it was lame. Uh, next thing, uh, Daniel Bryan went on this big, like, like social media saying he was going to have this career altering announcement and whatnot. Um, and literally came out and said nothing, which I thought was super lame, super bait and switch, very WWE. I don't know what, what it was supposed to mean, what it's going to mean for the future. I thought it was just like, lame i hated I tur- it i totally missed this where did he like walk to the ring and just stand there and then just drop the mic or no he he walked to the ring so he came out um he act like he was gonna say something then he walked to the back and then everybody was like what the hell then he came back out and act like he was gonna say something and he just dropped the mic and then walked to the back so it was it was very strange um i don't i don't know what the what the purpose was, what it means, or, you know, what he's going to tell us it means, you know, next week on Raw uh, or on SmackDown. But, yeah, it was super lame. I felt like it was just a – it was just a 
easy ploy for WWE to get people to continue watching um, to keep their ratings up. I, I, and, you know, breaking kayfabe, that was, to me, I'm like, that was such a bait and switch. Like, you assholes, you know? Um, also, Kevin Owens comes out and he continues uh, fighting with Shane McMahon, you know, cuts cuts more promos on him. And, you know, the, the only thing I want to say about this segment is that, like, Shane McMahon is what probably taken, like, how many stunners in his lifetime, you know, besides probably like the rock and Vince McMahon, he's probably taken the third most amount of stunners. Wouldn't you say? Um, and he completely botched this stunner with Kevin Owens. Like I went on my Instagram stories and I was like, did you guys see, like, I I cannot like stone cold is going to be shaking his damn head. Like, you know, Kevin hit him, you know, kicked him. And then I think Kevin, Kevin kicked him in the stomach pretty hard. I think that's what happened. You think he like shoot kicked him? I, I think well maybe yeah, just by accident, just knocked the wind out of him because he went down to like on both knees, right? Yeah, yeah, he like fell to his knees, yeah. and then and then you know Kale went to like you know stun him, and he it was like no one was home, yeah. you know, and he was just like oh, so he picks Shane back up and then stuns him, and I was like oh my god, like that was so so bad. Um, I'm surprised but, that never you know, happened that- in the Attitude Era because I mean. Austin was kicking everybody right in the gut. I mean, I guess he must have had it down to a science because, I mean, you get kicked in the stomach, man. You're gonna, you're gonna just your your natural instinct is just to double over and you know in pain. And if but you you can you can double over. I mean, doubling over is the point. You double yeah, over so yeah. that he can grab your head and you know stun you. But Shane dropped down. You know what I'm saying? Like Shane like went ahead and dropped down to his knees, like as if he had already gotten stunned. You know what I mean? Like yeah, he yeah. he he jumped the gun on the stun. Um, and that's what, that's what made it so weird. Um, but Boy, yeah, again, he jumped that's... the gun on the stun. <laughs> he did. And then when they showed the replay, they, uh, they didn't show that part, which was, I thought was funny. Yeah. I was like, Oh yeah. You guys cut the part out where he totally like botched the stunner. Um, but yeah, that's, a, that's totally like, you know, nitpicking and whatnot. But I was just like, I was like, come on, Shane, like, dude, you've taken a bajillion stunners. Like what the hell, you know? Um, but yeah, we, we will move on. Um, we'll, we'll be talking more about this SummerSlam buildup and everything like that. Um, as, as we, as the weeks progress and this, this card kind of shakes out, but I'm super pumped for SummerSlam. It's one of my favorite, favorite events of the year. I, I just love it. So super excited to see how everything shakes out. It's always one of my favorites too. It feels it's always feels like even back in the day it felt like a really big, you know, you were still a ways away from WrestleMania, but this was kind of a yeah. good placeholder. I do want to give a shout out to one of the funniest tweets of all time. Um hashtag wrestle hashtag ra- at hashtag wrestling uh quote tweeted uh, it was this an article from 411 wrestling it said sean spears was impressed with cesaro's work against alistair black at extreme rules and this guy hashtag wrestling tweeted it quote local high school quarterback thinks tom brady has a lot of potential <laughs> i was like that's that's so perfect why, why, why is ty dillinger commenting on a match from extreme rules is is the big question but uh that is so funny he probably got scolded from cody for doing that uh, i guarantee it yeah yeah um so over the last couple of days we've seen uh the beginnings of san diego comic-con which if you're not familiar with is a uh, a huge nerd fest where everybody from... if you don't know what if you don't know yeah. what comic-con is why are you listening to this yeah good point like, good point keep keep listening um, though so keep listening yeah. but uh, uh don't turn us off now yeah but... <laughs> yeah um yeah, basically a, a giant convention of comic book movies, TVs, wrestling, everything under the sun as far as pop culture. And Mattel uses this as an opportunity to unveil a bunch of new stuff. 
and boy did we ever get a ton of new things and before we get into everything else i on a personal note we have gotten gotten any word about the the retro figures i gotten tons of tweets and texts from people pretty bummed about it they had the entire presentation today of stuff coming out uh kind of like graphics yeah. and pictures there was there was nothing there the retro set and it seems like a lot of people are in the same boat is what really got me back into collecting and uh if they do cancel it i'll be i'm gonna be pretty damn bummed uh yeah. i think they were awesome i think the distribution was pretty shitty i don't think you could get them i still haven't seen either nine or ten in stores um and eight was only in stores for just a you know a hot second i bought the only set that i saw so i, I don't i don't know i i feel like they they cancel stuff a little bit too fast for my liking, but um, yeah, I do too. I, I feel like that's going to happen with the ultimate editions too. I feel like that's going to be one of those things that like it might be we might get a couple more series of that, and then it's gonna it's gonna fall off. Mattel is notorious for you know just like canceling these these lines, but yeah, I, I'm pretty bummed about the retros too. And I don't even collect retros, but I, I know how much they mean to so to so many people, you know. And and the heel husband is a huge huge Hasbro mark, um, and you know I I think. Uh, I think they they just bring back those nostalgia feels for so many people. Hundred percent, yeah. They were they were done really well. They had a great mix of kind of current guys and former guys. We got some people that we never got with the Hasbro's. So uh, hopefully, it sounds like someone tweeted out that uh, they spoke to Steve from uh, Mattel, and he said it's just going to be on on hold for the time being. I don't really like the sound of that. Um, it, it's it just doesn't seem like they're going to continue with it, but. I know. I, I, f- I feel like every time I listen to the Major Brothers, every time they read off the the Ringside Top Ten, those those retro figures are always up there pretty high. I know people, you know, people on social media have been clamoring for them. We get a lot of hits from our from our shows when we talk about them. So you know, we'll we'll see what happens. I, I'm, uh, you know, that's the one negative part that I've had, and uh, I I've I think I've talked about it on this show. I I had a feeling. I mean, we haven't seen the last couple yeah. series and stores, and and usually. It, you know, Ringside is doing unveilings of Elite Series and Basic Series, you know, well in advance of Comic Con, and we didn't get those with any any retros. So, uh, right. if it, if it's the last, I mean, we did, they did ten, so you know, it's a good a good even number. But uh, I'm hoping they end up doing more. So we'll see. If it is the end, um, who who out there would you have wanted to see that you did not get to see? Like, who would you be your most wanted? that that did not get released in the retro series oh, somebody man. that somebody that doesn't already have a hasbro figure. oh that's tough that's tough uh, maybe can i do a hollywood hogan can i do um can i do him i mean that's kind of kind yeah, of there yeah it's it's an, it's a jace yeah it's yeah <laughs> I, you could you could do that I'll, I'll say jeff jarrett i think that would be a great one uh mabel would be a good one too since they've already started doing him uh, as far as current people i'd love to see some they can get into some of the female wrestlers now. Yeah, we never got any female retros, dude. That that is a disappointment, and I think uh, yeah, I don't, I don't know. I guess maybe not a missed opportunity. I don't know what the market is out there for for female uh, retros or you know Hasbro's or anything like that. But uh, yeah, that I, I can't believe there was not a single female retro figure uh, in the series ten. Speaking of series ten, um. I was supposed to mail those to you like freaking forever ago. And you know, life is just kicking my ass right now. So hey, I I'm still in have no those. rush. Just let me so know before that, you do. Cause I've been I, like, I, I keep an eye out for them. 
Yeah, I have I have a complete series ten in in the protector cases for you. So uh, those Thank those you. are headed those are headed your way uh, sooner rather than later. But man, we have so much to talk. I I don't even know. I wasn't even making a list today because I'm like we're gonna forget some people. There's no way we can cover everything that's coming out. But we're definitely gonna like you know kind of run the gamut and you know just kind of do a rundown of all the things because gosh damn there was so much and like i said i was following mattel and NECA, so my brain is like whoa in overload mode is there anything you saw that you did not like because there was a lot a lot a lot of stuff that i saw that i really did like anything you that you <laughs> thought looked kind of stupid I mean, nothing that I thought looked kind of stupid, but I think I think releasing three fins um, is a little bit overkill. I think having another Rey Mysterio is a little bit overkill. Um, you know, I mean, there were some people that I just wasn't like, I didn't truly pop for. I mean, there was some great fin figures, right? Like the three that are coming out are amazing figures, but I think just having them all like revealed here at Comic-Con was just kind of like, Okay, like I'm a little bit thinned out, you know. But other than that, I mean, everybody, everybody looks amazing, and we got some figures. I got one of my dream list figures, one that we talked about last week. China is coming oh, out, you man. know. It was like, it was like if we could get anyone. Um, who would you get? And I said China, and sure enough, she she was revealed. So it is about damn time, and I'm I'm super excited to, to be able to add her to uh to my you know my DX box in the in the Mark Cave. Yeah, that's an awesome addition, and that's a, a figure I didn't think we'd ever would ever see. I mean, it was cool to see her go into the the Hall of Fame as a part of DX, but now to get a figure of her, I mean, that's that's one that a lot of people have been been clamoring for. So that was cool. Um, I don't really see the the need for another Diesel figure. The the one that they're that they showed at Comic Con, I don't know if it was yesterday or today. It, it looks really similar to the ones that we've already gotten before the uh, the, yeah. ha- the Hall of Fame one. Uh, there's not too much you can do with that. Also, same thing with the uh, the Pete Dunn. I mean, I, I that Pete Dunn NXT one is so perfect. Or it's I not, N- not I, NXT, I, but you know. yeah, no, I know what you mean. Like the, he, while he was in NXT, obviously he's still in NXT, but um, it's a. Uh, I, I do like it. I, I like the additional Pete Dunn. I think it's a different look. It's a different face scan. You know, I was kind of down on the the lip on the original face on the original Pete Dunn, but I like this. The longer hair, the more serious face. Like I, uh, okay. I, 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 I was, I was, I was hot for Pete Dunn. Yeah. Uh, what else did I see that? Uh, oh, the, I did not even recognize the Lita and the Trish Stratish figures that they oh really yeah i I didn't i i mean everyone if i really thought about it hard enough i probably i guess i could have probably noticed it Um, yeah no i i I recognize them right off the bat one i mean the whale tail is like a you know is like a telltale sign of course of uh so of lita so you know i saw that i saw that immediately but yeah these are definitely i feel like later era uh lita lita and trish um but let me see what else did we have here. Oh, we're getting an elite anvil, which is super cool. Like yeah, we're gonna cool. have a de- uh, yeah, we're gonna have a definitive anvil for our like '97 Heart Foundation set, which I'm super super excited about. We're getting an elite natty, which I can't believe we haven't had an elite natty um, up until now. You know, because I mean, as much as you know, you may be down on her, <laughs> she does have some pretty badass ring gear, and she's been in the company for freaking ever. Decade, so probably, um, right? yeah, check, yeah. Check uh, so I'm super. Mark, how long has Natty been in the WWE? Um, but yeah, I'm I'm super excited about that. We're getting um, both Finn and AJ in elite form with like the two sweet 
fingers, which I think is super cool. Um, did you see the um, the brood Christian? Mm, looked good. It looks so good, so and I good. popped really out. I got popped really hard because I thought it was Gangrel, and I was like, "Oh my god, we just got that custom Gangrel!" And like they released Gangrel, like <laughs> I, I thought, I thought there was still beef there, um, but no. I was like, so I asked somebody, I was like, "Is that Gangrel?" They're like, "No, it's Christian." I was like, "Oh, son of a," you know, because I hadn't seen like the actual like uh, digital rendering of it yet. It was just like up on okay. the screen, and I, I just saw like the little chalice and like you know the, the shirt, the the Seinfeld puffy shirt, um, and I was like, "Oh my god, it's Gangrel!" But it was Christian, so I was pretty hot on that. We're getting an eco title um, with our new Daniel Bryan WWE champion, Daniel Bryan, which I'm super super stoked for. What about you? You are you excited to get the the eco title in your collection? Oh, I love that. Yeah, I think that figure is like scary. You know, his face is like amazing looking from the pictures. Uh, yeah, scary good. Uh, I saw something, and I'm trying to find it here, where it said something about an elite. They're going to do some elite two packs now. Did you see that in one of the photos? Elite two packs? No, I did yeah. not see that. Yeah, I got to pull it up here. Maybe Marco can can help me. But um, uh, I love the Gorilla Monsoon. I'm glad they're still coming out with that. Uh, yes, I was very happy to see that they're still releasing Gorilla Monsoon. Uh, I love the the Rick Rude Elite is like perfect 1991 uh oh my ultimate god feud. beautiful it's beautiful he's got like the ultimate warrior tights oh my god he looks amazing uh, marco's telling me that the natty and the anvil is is an elite two-pack so oh it is the yeah. natty and anvil is an elite two-pack interesting might even, might even be the uh the wrestlemania we, we saw a photo of wrestlemania gear from uh ray mysterio and samoa joe that might be one too they they, they flashed a bunch of them on the screen uh that were kind of uh kind of grouping uh some elites together and i think that that there was that Finn Balor and AJ Styles one. That might be one as well. So we'll we'll see if they're they're going to start doing some two packs of elites. I don't know if that'll be in stores or or what. But uh, all of those look good. Um, I'm trying to pull up. Your your best bet is always going to be to get them at Ringside Collectibles. Let's be real. Um, if, <laughs> if you use code Chick Foley. If you use code Chick, you uh, you can find your figures a lot oh, easier. Oh, code Chick? If you, oh, damn it. If you use code Chick Foley. Oh no, Chick Foley. Chick Foley. Sorry. Yeah. Okay. Chick That's, what Foley. I That's what I thought. Yeah, correct myself. Um, but man, I just felt like today. So last night was like the preview night, and they did. You know, we saw the Ghostbusters and all that, which we we which we had already seen. Which, by the way, I'm pretty sure the Ghostbusters got me blocked by Bill McKenna on Instagram. Yeah, what's I up went, with that? I, I went. To, well, I think he's very sensitive, um, and he hates. Like he stopped posting in like wrestling figure forums um, because he hates when people spoil like reveals and whatnot. Um, so, which is probably why Zack Ryder got so butthurt whenever you posted the uh you know or offended or whatever you want to call it he got whenever you posted it on twitter um but i posted it on instagram and, and left it on there but i mean i didn't take that picture i didn't steal those figures you know i'm just passing the news along like it's already out there you exactly, know what i mean why, yeah. be mad? Yeah. why be mad at me and i had no idea that i was blocked until like i was looking for san diego comic-con news and i was like i was like oh yeah let me check bill's feed and see what's going on 
you know, big shot bill. And I, I go to click it and it's like user not found. And I was like, what the hell? I'm like, did Bill's account get deleted? Never in my mind. did I think like he had blocked me for some reason, you know? And so I went to my Sheena Phelps account and I was like, Oh, there's bill right there. So yeah, I'm <laughs> definitely, I'm definitely blocked from, uh, from seeing Bill's feed. So yeah, I'm pretty sure it happened whenever. Cause I was thinking like, what did I say? I was like, other than criticizing like the, um, you know, the Bret Hart, ultimate edition glasses in the head scan. Like, I don't feel like I've like, you know, shit on any figures recently. Right. Or like, you know, done any, said anything really bad. Uh, but then I was like, Oh yeah, I posted that, that ghostbusters picture. Um, so I'm pretty sure that's what, that's what got me canned, but eh, whatever, no big deal. Um, I think, it, I think it's kind of funny, but we did get those reveals. I'm getting those. I know you're not, I know you're not a huge fan of the mashups, but man, they look so good. I can't wait. Like, I'm so super stoked. And that freaking Undertaker, like, oh, my God. I might have to buy that Undertaker. That Undertaker is dope, dude. Like, so yeah. freaking mage. Uh, these these, math, these uh, heroes, uh, masters of the universe, whatever they are, who the fuck is going to buy those? Come on. Oh, my Come God. Come on. Be, be looking for those at Ollie's. That's what I said. Those are going right to fucking big lots, man. People will say they're cool looking, but no one's going to buy those. No one's going to buy mean, these Ghostbuster ones. Yeah, they're they're cool looking. Hey, I'm buying the Ghostbusters ones. People, I mean, Mark, some people will, but I mean, it's it's are those even are those elites? Those Ghostbuster ones? I'm pretty sure now that you ask, I don't even think I ever looked. Yeah, they are elite. Walmart exclusive. Oh, jeez. Um, $20 Ghostbuster elite. <laughs> Jesus Christ. Um, but, um, I can't get any retros, but we got Ghostbuster and Master. Masters of the Universe is so popular that they haven't done anything with it in 20 years. Yeah. Come on, man. Yeah. Le- at least partner with like Marvel or something and make them like superheroes. Yeah, I mean, you got to do something relevant. You know what I mean? I mean, you know, people loved Master of the Universe back in the day, and it was a thing, and, you know, the toys were hot and everything. But I'm like, I'm like, you're, and those toys are, they're not even for the collectors. You know what I mean? Like, those are not even made for collectors. Like, they're not like the Ghostbusters that are actually elites in, you know, in Ghostbusters uniforms. They are like little, like, desk toys. Yeah. In you know He-Man costumes, so um, yeah, that I think that is definitely a miss. Those are gonna those are gonna go right to right to the discount stores. Unfortunately, um, we did see a basic Matt Riddle. I, I have no doubt that we are going to get an elite form of Matt Riddle, but I was super stoked when I saw Matt Riddle and then I realized he was a basic. Um, and I was like, oh crap, you know, because we we only do elites because you just can't open that rabbit hole and collect collect everything. So um, yeah, I can't wait for one day when we finally get the removable sandals and like the bro and possibly like a hoodie, you know, or like a little jacket that you can like unzip and take off of him. So. Super excited that he's in the line now. Um, we did get the Thanos version of Seth Rollins, but it is in basic form. I told Heel Husband, I was like, why did they make this a basic? You know, and he's like, probably because they're going to test the waters to see if Marvel, you know, shuts it down. Yeah, you know, true. But b- yeah. before they do it in elite form and add all the all the details and Infinity Stones and all that crap, you know, so. I was like, yeah, that that kind of makes sense. Um, what else were you super excited to see? Um, 
I'm scrolling through it right now. I just I, I love the Lucha House Party. I'm sure my son's gonna make me want to get that. The Lucha House Party three pack. Mm-hmm. I'm looking at all these elites. How how far out are are we going with these? Because I don't I mean, know. Because there's a shit ton of there's them. a ton. Like I mean, yeah. I love to see all these all at once, but I also like to have a little bit of a surprise when they announce the. You know, I, I can't I can't be too picky, but I mean, God, I, there has to be between the ones they showed on. Uh, on yesterday, uh, with like the the Big Show Attitude Era one and all those, and now the you know just the composite sketches of stuff. I mean, there's probably a good 20, 20 elites here. I mean, you have like three or four sets. True, but it's probably going to be. I mean, you're going to have store exclusives. You're going to have ringside exclusives. You know, you're going to have different different retailer exclusives that are not part of just like the standard. Yeah you know, elite line. So, you know, you had to consider all of those things, those things as well. And again, I mean, you know, I hate, I hate to be like a Debbie Downer while we're talking about all this exciting stuff. But my first thought was like, how many of these are going to get canceled? <laughs> you know, like I was thinking in the back of my mind, like how many of these, cause like, you know, I heard the Naomi got canceled, the glow in the dark Naomi, which I was super pumped for, like with the glow in the dark title and all that, like it got canceled. And I'm like, gosh, damn it. Like stop canceling these figures. You know, we thought gorilla monsoon got canceled. Thankfully he he's back. Um, so maybe we'll see Naomi come, come in a later, a later series, but yeah, it's just one of those things. Like, you know, you can't don't count your chickens before they hatch but one one figure i hope like that you know comes out sooner rather than later is the adam cole with the baby hands you know what i mean like i love i love the adam cole with the with the fingers and like the the baby shirt like uh and he's got the north american title which the first the first time that we've had a uh, north american title release so pump for that love Mm -hmm. that um i love i mean all the lacey evans the mandy rose those look great uh, I think we have a contender for 2020 Peg Warmer of the Year with this Alicia Fox uh, fruit bouquet hat. Um, no, yeah, it no looks one's like buying the dull lady. Yeah, the dull, the dull chick. Um, yeah, that's it's it's a strange figure. I mean, you know, I mean, she did do a couple things here and there, um, but I, I don't know why I need another Alicia Fox in my in my collection. You know what I mean? Like, why are we making? Like, when's the last time Alicia Fox wrestled? Uh, was it wrestlemania did that wasn't there like a battle royal women's oh yeah royal? with the hat yeah, yeah. that's what the yeah, hat. with the hat yeah. so yeah it's got to be it's got to be wrestlemania from the battle royal but like we have not seen her since then i don't believe um but yeah we're getting a brand new joe which i think is updated and actually looks really really good yeah it does. um he's got the shaka hands um so yeah i'm super excited about uh, this joe because like i said you know the the other one's good too but yeah i think joe he just he's evolved a little bit more and he looks a little bit different now than he did before and I'm, i i like this this version of joe that they're giving us yeah it looks like that we're the the elite two packs are the finn and the set the finn and the aj styles the mysterio and samoa joe and the natty and the uh nightheart anvil jim the anvil nightheart and i guess that might be marco says there might be even more coming maybe that i think maybe even the uh christian and the viscera might be uh, oh. a two pack so we'll see we'll see that's uh pretty interesting i do like the uh the Kane ringside exclusive looks exactly in the face looks exactly like the undertaker. I don't know if they, if they just did that because it's uh, just an early drawing or whatever. Did you see the picture of that? No, it is. It is undertaker as Kane. Oh, really? Oh, okay. Oh, well that makes sense. When did, when did that happen? Was that an attitude error thing? 
We definitely need um it's what well, he unveiled himself. I can't remember exactly when it was, um, but uh but that's why we have Marco. So Marco, find out find out when, yeah. when that um, was. Can I can I jump in real quick? Of course, yeah. Yeah, yeah so uh that uh, Undertaker just as Kane and they actually I actually just listened to it, so it's fresh in my mind. It was uh on eighty three weeks they did a watch along on the July sixth, nineteen ninety eight raw um and that was the episode where it was a number one contenders match for the world title uh between kane and mankind and and often as the champion was at ringside waiting to see who's going to face kane or mankind um and it ended up being undertaker dressed as uh kane which is pretty cool awesome so yeah at the end yeah so. that that's super that's super dope that figure looks awesome and i think it's freaking hilarious that phil was like um do you think it looks like undertaker i'm like yeah it definitely looks like undertaker that that was the whole point but yeah that figure is super dope so you said that's going to be a ringside exclusive yep yeah on the picture that's what it says yeah oh that's awesome it. that's the awesome. only one they yeah. have labeled is that uh, oh that's that's cool. Um, we're getting also, I don't know if you guys saw the vintage, we're getting us a nice little vintage ref. We're getting a uh, Build-A-Figure, uh, Danny Davis uh, referee. So I don't know what, what what figures he will come with, but he is a Build-A-Figure. So I'm super stoked for that. Yeah, I, I, I was hoping for more of a current, like I would love to see a current ref. And then also the Vince McMahon looks pretty cool, but I was hoping for... Uh, a different era. I was hoping for an attitude error or like a current Vince McMahon. I mean, I'm, oh, I'm I not going to be picky. I love young. I love young Vince. Like I, oh my gosh, like I, that's such yeah, like nostalgia cool. feel. Yeah, I think it's super cool. And like those type of figures are the ones that like they they just round out your collection so well. You know, especially like pe- people who do like figure photography and stuff like that. I feel like those type of figures really just give you some like depth. You know, um, and I, I'm I really get I really pop whenever they they give us those types of figures. So give me your top two. Give me a couple that you are like really, really, really looking forward to here. Oh my gosh. Top two. Well, I said my, my dream figure, um, that had been on my wish list forever, uh, was definitely China. Um, so I'm super, I'm super excited to get her. Uh, my other dream figure. Oh my gosh. It's tough. Um, I don't know. I really love this, uh, Johnny Gargano from Brooklyn four. Um, I think that that's a really cool figure. Other than uh, somebody pointed out that they painted his legs instead of him just getting a new boot sculpt. And so like, instead of the boots, like actually coming up to his knee pads, they just painted his legs, which for an elite, I feel like that's kind of a, a cheap move. You yeah, know what I mean? People were, people were pretty upset about that on the, uh, on the Twitter sphere today on the interwebs. That Oscar figure is pretty dope too. Did you see that? The Oscar with like the big headdress and, uh, you know, the golden mask. I don't like the face on it. I like that. I like that NXT face. I don't know. Those NXT figures for me were some of the best that they've ever done. I don't. I don't yeah. I don't know. I, I, like, I like that. I like the outfit better. It was a lot more colorful. Yeah. What do you think about the two new Ultimate Editions? Like the. What do you think about the the characters that they chose? So they got Finn, um, as well as Attitude Era Triple H. A lot of people. I, I thought the Triple H was kind of like meh, and a lot of people were so freaking hype about this figure. I was like kind of shocked actually. What the Triple H one? Yeah. Yeah. I mean, it's it's not uh, not the first thing I think of when I th- when I when I think of uh, Triple H. So 
I wasn't super high on it. I I do, I, I like that Shawn Michaels. The next set looks like they're they're hinting at Shawn Michaels and was it Brock Lesnar? Oh, is that who I was thinking? I was hoping for. Um, I hadn't heard anything, but I was hoping it was going to be uh, Rollins and Shawn Michaels. Yeah, it looks like it's Shawn Michaels from the '97 uh, Survivor Series and um, Brock Lesnar with the Universal Belt, and they hinted at uh, Ric Flair being part of the uh, the next set. So we'll we'll see. We'll yeah, see there. I, I could see them doing an ultimate an ultimate Flair for sure. Yeah. Um, yeah, guys, like I said, we we didn't even scratch the surface on what's coming out. So if you want to look, actually, um, a good account to follow is um, like it's just like a random account that I follow. Uh, you know, follow a friend of Chick Foley. It's Lunatic underscore Custom. Um, he has literally like all the digital renderings of all of the of the pictures that are coming out. Obviously, you can go to Ringside, um, but a lot of those um, pictures on Ringside are of like you know the screens and things like that, and of the the figures in the display box. But you can actually see up close and personal you know kind of like the prototypes and the digital rendering so if you go to lunatic l-u-n-a-t-i-c underscore custom um he has a really good account to to look at and you can really get the up close and personal of all the figures that are that are coming out good shit yeah i just followed him good stuff yeah yeah, yeah pretty yeah, cool I, huh there's there's a ton of, i mean we, we didn't even touch on the keith lee we got a carmelo we got a don morocco we got a oh, greg got the hammer legends yeah. Yeah. I mean, like you said, some of these are going to get canceled, but uh, I think for me, the China is the one I'm looking forward to the most. Yeah, that Gorilla yeah. Monsoon. I'm so glad that didn't get canceled. Same. Yeah. I'm really looking forward to that Gorilla Monsoon. I'm, I'm not feeling the hands for every single person. I think you could use that money for something a little bit better. I mean, why do yeah. I need three sets of hands for Gorilla Monsoon? Yeah. Give me, give me freaking, yeah, I don't think hands for every elite is, uh, is, is the best way. Like there's different accessories that I would rather have in place hands. If somebody has a signature hand, like, like gesture that they use, like the too sweet or, you know, the Adam Cole baby or like whatever, like, cool. Give me those hands. Like I want those hands, you know, the Shaka, whatever. Um, but give me those hands, I want those hands. I want those hands. Yeah. But if it's just like you know, Seth Rollins, you know what I mean? Give me an open hand and give me a fist hand. Like, you know, I can have one of each, you know, a right one closed, the left one open. Like, you know, you don't have to give me all the things. Right. Um, but yeah, I think, I think the, having elite hands, like, I feel like those are going to get mixed up in our collection all the time. We're like, who the hell's hands are these, you know? Oh, also Greg Valentine. I was pumped to see Greg Valentine. Um, the elite coming out. So that's, that's going to be a really cool addition to, to the collection with the, uh, the mom, the mom hair. Oh yeah, the uh, the definitely like the eighties, the pizza, the 80s the pizza hut uh, book fair mom here. Oh my god, nailed it! Um, what what were you what figure were you hoping to see, but you didn't see? Oh, I, I told you I want that light up Jeff Jarrett. Just give me that light up Jeff Jarrett. I want it. <laughs> I want it. Damn it! I was really surprised that there was no Hogan reveals. Yeah, um, I a lot was of people actually, thought that was happening, but no. yeah. I was kind of shocked, you know, I mean, granted I have the storm collectibles, so it's not like I'm in like a huge rush for, for, you know, Hollywood Hogan's or different Hogan variations and stuff. But, um, I was very shocked. They didn't try to like slide, slide him in. Um, also, I mean, always and forever, I'm, I'm holding out hope for a gobbledygooker reveal, um, to be part of, you know, a survivor series line somewhere down the road. So, um, yeah, that's, that's what I'm, I was hoping for that. I did not, that I did not see. I'm definitely uh, I've I've 
earmarked a lot of these that I'm going to buy. I'm sure Bringside is going to have them before a lot of people people do. I mean, what do you think some of these are going to hit stores? I mean, I, I don't even know when. I mean, Elite 70 is on pre-order right now on, on Ringside. That's probably not going to hit stores until 2020, right? I mean, there's, there's no way that hits stores this year. No. I mean, with the with the way that our stores look... If any, if these hit at all, like I would be completely shocked to be quite honest with you. And I don't, to be honest, I don't know if I will wait around, you know, we're going to be on Amazon and ringside and, you know, doing, doing online shopping because, especially once, I mean, especially in 2020, cause I'm gonna have two kids, dog. Like I ain't going to be hauling yeah, them to the store anywhere. strictly to figure hunt. Like, you know, it, it just ain't happening. So, you know, I'm going to have, you know, my prime shipping and my, my ringside collectibles discount code on hand. And, you know, that's going to be, that's going to be my main figure hunting. I guess I'm not a collector if I buy them that way, but I will say that I hunt them that way. Marco says he's got three kids and he still does it. Damn you, Marco. I know, man. Come on, dude. Stop, stop setting the bar so damn high. Man, I, 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 I was struggling. I'm so glad we recorded on Thursday night because I had, you know, I wanted to watch Evolve. I didn't get to watch Evolve. You you didn't either. Uh, I, Raw and SmackDown were kind of, you know, back-to-back, obviously. I, I got in Extreme Rules. I watched Fight for, Fight for the Fallen was the one I watched first. That was yeah. I watched that almost, almost yeah. as it happened. Yeah. And, um I love that BR Live app. I mean, it's pretty pretty nice. They don't have too much on there right now. They have a lot of like soccer on there. It's a yeah. cool a cool way to like you know it's it's almost pay per view, but it's not. You know, it's a cool like you know easy way to access stuff, and you can have it on a bunch of mobile devices. So they do, they do a good job of of having it available through that. So. Yeah, and I haven't had any any streaming issues through there either, which I will yeah. say, you know, like no no glitching, no no uh, lag or anything like that. So, yeah, super stoked. I, I love Comic Con season. It's like you know I've never been to a, a San Diego Comic Con. I've been to like little local little local Comic Cons, and you know always dress in cosplay and whatnot. But uh, like it's like my bucket list, you know, to to go to San Diego Comic Con and just take in the the environment and all of the reveals and all of that kind of stuff. So. Super stoked. Uh, if they do cancel these retros, I have eight retro rings sitting under my feet right now that uh, I'm going to turn into liquid gold, hopefully. <laughs> you that, that's, uh, we're, we're talking about Nash's college fund here. I'm just yeah. going to hang on, hang on to those. Uh, I don't know what college know. he's going to with that, but, you know. <laughs> hey, listen. I'll buy a couple books. You never, you never know. He may be one of those lucky kids who, like, you know, some bil- some billionaire comes through and like pays for his college. You know. Yeah, there you go. That'd be nice. Yeah. Um, but yeah, so that was wrapping up San Diego Comic Con. Like I said, we didn't even scratch the surface. Like there, I mean, there was just so much. I mean, stuff that wasn't even like Mattel elites or basics. You know, like it was just so many things. If you're a NECA um, collector, their reveals were incredible. So make sure you go and, and look up those. Lots of horror stuff um, was revealed. Horror. Um, so yeah, definitely, definitely check those out. But yeah, moving right along, um, we do have some random merch of the week. Um, and it is a honky tonk man, red jumpsuit. So this is like a legit, like worn honky tonk ring, worn honky tonk man, red jumpsuit. And I'm pretty sure honky tonk man is the one selling this stuff because I was looking for some random merch. And like, all of a sudden I came across this, like this load of listings where honky tonk man is literally holding up. Oh yeah. 
ring ring worn merchandise, you know, like boots and, you know, jumpsuits and all of this stuff, right? So this jumpsuit is like, you know, your your standard honky tonk man red jumpsuit. It's got the guitars with the embellishments, you know, the the albums, the records and all of that, like stars and, you know, all the things that you that you know and love about Honky Tonk Man. Um, it is going for, he's only asking, he must be hitting hard times, baby, uh, because he is asking $24,140, which seems like a very odd number to me. Like, why not just like 24000 or why not 25000 You know, or 20, 20 yeah, 25000 you know? Like, why 24140 Like, that was the sweet spot? And you're letting people make the best offer, so... Very, very weird. The thing that really, really freaking trips me out about this is that it's five hundred dollars yeah, shipping. I was just about to say that. Why why so like just make the listing higher and just do free shipping. I don't want that pisses me off on any time on eBay when I see something's like a twelve dollar figure with like fifteen dollars shipping. I'm like, God damn it, I'm not gonna buy this now. Like Yeah, well you know why they do that. They do that because you don't have to pay eBay fees on shipping. Oh. You know, so people people think they're being clever by upcharging you on shipping because that's that's money that they get scot free. You don't have to pay eBay fees on on shipping costs. So, um, yeah, five hundred dollars shipping. I mean, you could fold that thing up and put it in a priority flat rate for twelve bucks. Exactly. You know what yeah. I mean? Yeah. Um. So yeah, that and, and you could even do it insured. Even if you insured it for the full twenty four thousand dollars, it would not be five hundred dollars. Um, five hundred dollars shipping, but yeah, look on there, honky tonk man. I mean, there's like tons of stuff that he is that he is selling, um, which is just funny that he's like selling his stuff and what it's like priced so high because, I mean, honky tonk man. I mean, he's a legend in the business, you know. I mean, like legendary icy title holder and whatnot. But like Jesus Christ, like how many honky tonk marks out there are just like sitting on $24,000 that they're going to buy a jumpsuit. You know what I mean? Yeah. And he's got one listed here for just, just the, uh, the figure for the Retrofest figure for $23. It was like five bucks at freaking GameStop, man. Come on, dude. He, he probably bought all of them up. He was like, Oh, oh yeah. shit, these are $5. I'm about to flip these bad boys. That was yeah. a great figure, but, uh, yeah. But yeah, uh, so this this is right up there with the bone saw, the bone saw gear. I need to check and see if that Macho Man bone saw gear is uh is still available. I uh I did forget to say that I tweeted out I said holy shit this at real EC3 figure is fire and he tweeted me back. He said it's nice. Yes. I hope he didn't see my reply. <laughs> oh, what did you say? I said with the shocker hand. Oh, yes, yeah, I'm sure he did see that, yeah. Yeah, uh, yeah it is nice. I mean, it, it looks really good, you know? I mean, as little as EC3 is done in the WWE, he does have a really nice-looking elite figure right now. Yeah, and doing the shocker as as he's doing it. Yeah. I think I think that's the... Uh, I think that's not definitely not EC3's hand. I think that's like the Nakamura hand on um, on EC3, like oh, I think, yeah. you know, I, I think yeah. it's just because it's a, it, because it's a prototype. I think they just like popped a hand on there, um, but I, they'll probably have something different when it actually when it actually releases. All right, how about your retro wrestling recommendation of the week? Well, we are rolling right into SummerSlam. It's SummerSlam season, um, and so I feel like my retro wrestling recommendations for the next couple of weeks need to be like you know SummerSlam related. And why not start off with the bang with like quite possibly the best SummerSlam match 
of all time. Um, SummerSlam 92, Brett versus Bulldog. Um, this this match is just incredible, especially like if you know, if you've ever read Brett's book or you know anything about this match, it was at Wembley Stadium. Um, you know, it's it's Bret Hart versus Davey Boy Smith for the Intercont- Intercontinental title. Um, you know, Bulldog's wife is sitting ringside, which we know is Bret Hart's sister. So it was just like this total, like, and she's just having this inner turmoil, like who she wants to win. They just keep cutting over to um, Diane. Her name's Diane, right? I'm a- Diana, I think. Yeah, Diana. They just keep like cutting over to her. And I'm like, you know, you just see this throughout the whole match. And the match is just like a five star classic, even though let let me if you don't know this, if you're not like a huge like Bret Hart mark, you may not know this. But Davy Boy, um, you know, Bret Hart, he he's a he's a, you know, technician, just like you know, a freaking ring magician, right? We know he's like super talented. He was he was trying to get in touch with Davy Boy. Davy Boy wouldn't return his calls. You know, trying to plot out this this like the biggest the biggest match of their of their life up to this point, right? Um, so they didn't see each other until the night before the pay per view, and they sat down. You know, Brett sketched everything out. The next night at the freaking pay per view, um, Davy Boy admitted that you know he he didn't remember anything that they talked about the night before. He had been you know out doing drugs. He, he was high at the time of the match, like he was completely strung out. Um, wow. And yeah, and Brett carried. He called the whole match step by step by step that entire match. So he carried that entire match and it was just a true masterpiece. Um, and I mean, unfortunately, you know, Davey boy came out on top of that match, but it, it just, Oh my God. It's one of the best matches. If you've never seen it. And also like the, the atmosphere at Wembley stadium, it's in London, England, for those of you who, who don't know where that's at, but it's at Wembley stadium. Um, it was just incredible. I mean, like it's this, it's this like tiny ring amongst this like sea of people, you know, like 80,000 people. Um, and it is just, it is just an incredible sight to be an incredible sight to be seen an incredible match to be watched. So it is definitely my retro wrestling wrestling recommendation of the week, man. That was a tongue twister. Take a shot. Um, but find some time this week to, to watch it if you've never seen it. And if you have seen it, just, you know, replay it because you can never see it too many times. This was the first, uh, I, I got into wrestling right about WrestleMania 8. So this was the first, like, pay-per-view I was, like, looking forward to. I was watching Superstars every week. I was watching the build-up to Brett versus Bulldog, watching the build-up to Undertaker Kamala. And I totally forgot that it was Macho Man versus the Warrior in the main, not even the main event. Well, it was like it's, it's a co-main event. Yeah, it was a co-main event show. It was Bret and Bulldog, and then uh, you know Macho Man and, and Warrior. Yeah, pretty crazy. But uh, this was like you know, Hogan was gone for a time here, so it was kind of like almost the changing of the guard, but it's not. So uh, yeah, yeah, pretty pretty good event, and yeah, the crowd was crazy, and it's almost worth it if you if you turn on the first like fifteen seconds of it. Uh, of the SummerSlam 92 and see like they interview a bunch of fans outside and they have you know it's all these like young kids that have the worst British accents and they're like yeah. I love the Bulldog let's go Bulldog yeah they and they hate they're like they're like rooting against Bret Hart which is like you know not something you you really saw in 1992 you know what I mean like it was it was odd to see people just like you know just completely rooting against Bret Hart and like, you know, people, it was, it was in London. So people were obviously like the bulldog was so 
over. Um, and yeah, it, it was an incredible match again, especially when you consider the backstory and just thinking about how much Brett had to put into that match and, you know, just calling it on the spot. And I mean, just, just incredible. Uh, we don't have too much. Do you have anything for uh, weekly purchases? Because I have one that kind of ties into this match that I did want to drop real quick. No, I we, I didn't get anything this week. All right. Well, uh, my b- good buddy Kevin Harrison from the Baltimore Lead Squad found me a British Bulldog Elite Legends figure. Uh, at, oh, uh, man. Yeah, from my new yeah. generation collection. And uh, I think I got it for a pretty good price. I think it was like 35 I got 30 or 35 because yeah. uh, the card was messed up, but I'm going to take it out anyway. He went to this store in Dover, which I need to check out. It's called Their Action Figures, like T H E Y apostrophe R E, and said it was like worth the trip. It's like an hour and a half from here, two hours from here. But uh, they have a ton of stuff, not just wrestling related, but all, all kinds of figures. So uh, I'd love to check those out. But uh, I did buy that, and I got off of eBay a couple. It was 15 bucks for three different uh, create a figure like different accessory packs i think one was like a referee one was like a. they were like when they remember they tried to build those build your own wrestler type of figures uh but yeah. i just, I just like, bought them i bought them for the kid so um i'll give them to him and he can put them together and put them on people so it'd be cool to have like a little referee shirt before we get the uh dangerous danny davis figure uh for sale so nothing nothing crazy i you know i'm still waiting for things to show up in the in the stores i did i did receive or our my buddy Darius did receive our elite uh, pre-order for the uh, Ricochet, and I don't even know what is that Elite sixty sixty eight or sixty nine sixty eight yeah sixty eight yeah. I believe yeah so he got those I'm gonna pick those up from him tomorrow I got the the pop up stage I got the uh, the Jeff Hardy SummerSlam basic for the kids so I got a bunch of stuff coming in so that'll be that'll be cool and I did pick oh, up the uh, correction Elite sixty nine oh Elite sixty nine okay yeah. And I did pick up at Walmart today. I picked up the two pack Kurt Angle, Jason Jordan. Uh, it was like ten bucks. I wanted to add it to the Kurt Angle collection. Got that, and then I saw it big lots today. They had the the WrestleMania basics, so I got the Woken Matt Hardy again for the kid. Uh, starting to already collect stuff for for Christmas, which is sad, but uh, nothing nothing It'll- nothing too bad. But uh, yeah starting to starting to starting to feel the itch and i don't have anything to buy sheena yeah hey it's not a bad thing man it's not a bad yeah. thing like you said christmas will be here before you know it and you'll be like shelling out more money than you'll be like you know you gotta buy then you gotta buy like everybody gifts you know what i mean it's not just buying yourself stuff you're like oh yeah. god yeah. you know <laughs> gotta buy the family stuff what the hell i know yeah at um, least the kid will be taken care of that can just spend all exactly the rest of the exactly um so we do have a couple of listener mails um and this one so we got we got a listener mail in from carl fitzgerald and he wants to hear from marco marco's first day on the job and he wants to he wants to put marco on the spot and hear from him so he says um hey guys i trust all is well and each of you each of your hunts and your purchases are successful and discounted (laughs) oh thank you he's like sending us sending us hunting well wishes i have i have Two questions for the show. One, if you and he said hot take, uh, hot take, and Marco, uh, big congrats, Marco. We're able to start your own federation. Who would make up your roster and who would be your champion? So that's the first part of the question. He wants to hear from he wants to hear from uh, Phil and Marco. 
Uh, I guess he said if you hot take him, Marco. So maybe he does want to hear from me. I was gonna bag on you, Carl, for not oh, wanting yeah. to hear from me on the on the roster. Um, but I'll let I'll let uh, Phil and Marco take that one anyway, and then I'll I'll answer the second part of the question with them as well. But it says the second part of the question is, will there ever be a chick? Foley live show and if there was who would be your dream guest either way I'll be listening and I'm a complete mark for the Chick Foley show keep up the great job and nothing but super awesome continued success Chick Foley hot take kid fan for life Carl Fitzgerald thank you so much Carl you're so sweet um and sorry I was gonna like you know I was gonna get on to you about not wanting to hear from me because I totally read your question wrong but yeah it said if you hot take and Marco so you're talking to all three of us so if you guys could have your own federation who would make up your roster? Let's just make it like, let's just make it easy. Let's just like only consider current people, right? Like, I guess, you know, let's just put only current people in your federation. Who would you make up your roster and who would be your champion? Marco, you want to go first? Uh, uh, sure. How many, how, did he say like how many? Are, are we going to cut it to like let's, five let's, people? Or 10 yeah, or let's or cut or? it. Let's cut it to, let's make let's it do a, five. even. Let's do five. Yeah. Let's make it a, a nice five and then you can pick a, a, a champion. Ooh, all right. Um, so if I had a federation, I would probably go with the uh, the, the best in the world, which is Shane McMahon. Not joking, not Shane McMahon. I'm um, going with uh, Kenny Omega. I'd probably I'd probably have him as my main um guy. Um, okay. I'm, I'm, I'm assuming we could pick anybody, not just WWE guys. Yeah, yeah it can yeah, be yeah. from any yeah from any right, federation. Right. You get to pull from whatever current talent pool you want. All right, so Kenny Omega definitely my my flagship guy. Um, four others, definitely Seth Rollins. He has to be in there because I know their feud would be pretty epic if they mm-hmm. were to go back and forth. Um, I definitely need a heel, um, so I'm pulling from AEW again and going with MJF because mm. I think he's going to be great. Um, and I'm going to round mine out with a tag team because that'll be two more people and probably just the Bucks. I'm going to grab the Bucks, I think. You're just basically, nice. you're basically so just making per- AEW here. AEW plus Seth. Pretty much, <laughs> yeah. Actually, yeah. You know, we'll go with AEW, but but Seth Rollins is there, so it's it's WWE infused a little bit. Okay. No, those are those are all those are all good calls, man. I mean, honestly, I mean, th- those are guys are those are the upper echelon of of talent, so you can't go wrong. You can't go wrong with those five guys. So, who would you say would be your champion, Kenny Omega? Yeah, Kenny Omega will probably be my my guy. Okay. What about you, Phil? Oh, I was tough here. Uh, I got Seth Rollins as well. I got the okay. I got the original MJF. I'm going with the Miz because he's still wow, still in I his not, still I in his not prime. Expect the Miz. Yeah, I just you know he he's a shit talker. He's a great heel when he needs to be. He can go back and forth. He can he has the personality to to host some segments and get people over. Uh, I got he's a you. safe I got worker. You. I got Kevin Owens, who's going to be my monster heel. Paul Heyman is going to be my, you know, he's going to be my advocate. He's going to run the run the backstage. He's going to be basically what is what he was in EA, uh, w, ECW. So he's not necessarily a wrestler, but yeah. I feel like he is kind of a jack of all trades kind of guy. Uh, as far as my champion, I don't, I don't know. Um, I'm gonna, ooh, I don't know. I want to say Seth, but I've already used him. Uh, he could be he could be your champion, and you could pick one more. Yeah, give me Seth, and I'm I'm gonna go with Matt Riddle. Okay, cool, cool. Well, I'm gonna call both you guys out for being sexist because you did not pick one single female 
for either of your either of your sorry, federations. Sorry, give me yeah. Asia Asia Kong. <laughs> um, I'm Alicia Fox. I pick Alicia Fox. There you go. Oh my god! I want to see. I want to see Plus Alicia one. Fox and Asia Kong uh, have have a match together. Mm-hmm. Awesome. Well, thank you so much, Carl, for that question. That was awesome. Um, so we also have a um, a question from our man Tyson Trevino. He says, "Hey, Sheena and Phil, I was wondering what is your favorite superstar comeback? Whether it's from injuries or going away for a while to reinvent themselves. For me, it's Triple H returning from his first quad injury at Madison Square Garden. Uh, let me know what your guys' favorite comebacks are. Keep up the awesome work huh. and have a glorious day. Um, it's Friday, and you know what that means. Hashtag Ask Chick Foley." Awesome. Thank you so much, Tyson. Um, I'll go first on this one since I didn't weigh in on the, on the faction or not the factions on the federations. Um, I'm going to have to go with my man, Seth Rollins. Uh, you know, he had a, a run of over 200 days as the WWE champion. One of the, the best runs in my, in my personal opinion, um, was at a, flipping house show in like Ireland, I believe is where it was. Ireland um, did a sunset flip over freaking Kane and tore his ACL, MCL, medial meniscus, like basically just like blew his knee into a bajillion different pieces. Um, And unfortunately had to forfeit the title was supposed to be out for like, you know, six, eight months and came back at extreme rules and freaking pedigreed Roman and, uh, yeah, he held up that title that he'd never lost. And, I mean, I was marking the F out. Like, I just remember just being like, holy shit, you know. Uh, I thought that was awesome. Obviously, there is the the infamous Cena return from, like, the pec injury. I think it was a pec injury, right, where he and then he returned to the Royal Rumble as the number 30 entrant. And, like, if you go back and look at some of the best Royal Rumble entries of all time, like, that one always like the the pop on that is just like insane. He ended up winning winning the Royal Rumble that year. Um, but yeah, pretty pretty crazy. So I think those two are definitely at at my 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 top picks. You got one, Phil? Well, you stole mine. That was oh, that was uh, that, that was yeah that was a really good one because yeah the pop for that people didn't think he would be back from his injury that fast. Uh, I want to say great colleague when he came back to help uh, Jinder Mahal at Battleground. That was a uh, no, I'm wow. just, I'm just joking. I'm just joking. I'm I was joking. like, that is a very niche shout. No. I don't know. Uh, that was that was awful. That was awful. I'm gonna say the Hardy Boys coming back at WrestleMania. Oh. Uh, that was uh, that was it. I could feel that that pop through the TV, man. Everyone in that place was ready for them. I was I was in the house for that. Oh, you were nice. Oh, dude, I, I like I, I had the pop. I recorded it like and it doesn't. So it all it looks crazy on my video, but like to feel it like the whole you can see the stadium shaking in my video, like to feel it in person was like mm. unlike anything I've ever experienced in my life. Like it was just so crazy because it was just the last thing anyone expected. I mean, there had been rumblings about it, but like. You know, I thought I thought the new day was pulling the wool over our eyes. They're like, oh yeah, we're gonna add, you know, another tag team to this to this ladder match, blah blah blah, make it a fatal four way. Um, and we was like, the the new day were in their ring gear, and then you hear that freaking Hardy Boys music hit, and it was just like electric like i can't even explain um that is such a good shout and i can't believe the fact that i was there for that um that i did not call that out so that is a that is a killer shout marco do you have one 
that you uh, a, a killer return that you remember that stands out to you? Yeah, um, I'm gonna go with uh, Triple H uh, returning from his quad injury uh, Monday Night Raw. It was I think it was 2002. Yeah, that that place blew up. Like it was the reception for him was insane. Like that, like I don't think he even expect, expected that to actually happen. It's yeah, crazy. That's um, a that was what yeah that's the one that Tyson showed. That's when he that was the all denim right when he showed up in like the um, denim and denim gear. It was like he was yeah. It's like the defining moments figure right. Yeah, that's pretty much. That's, that's, yeah. Uh, the other one I have I pick a second one because he picked that one. Um, probably not the most popular, but Ultimate Warrior showing up on WCW to face Hulk Hogan ah. and kind of teaming up with Sting. That was a pretty big reception for him as well. Not, not the most popular, but it's totally forgotten. Like his uh, his stint there was pretty much forgotten, but it was a pretty warm reception for the for the Warrior there. Yeah, that's a um, yeah that that's a that's a good shout too. So yeah, those are all really good. And I, you know me, I love I love a good comeback. I love a good surprise return. Even more recently, you know, with the with the Bray Wyatt thing, finally getting him back in ring, you know, and just seeing the reception that 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 got. I love when people are excited about wrestling and like they do things that are like unexpected. You know, like Brock coming back at Money in the Bank. You know, I mean, we hadn't heard from Brock in how long, you know, and it didn't seem like it was that long because he was just the champion for like forever. But the fact that he showed up at Money in the Bank was like completely a surprise. Um, And as much as people didn't want him to be the next Universal Champion or WWE Champion, like people popped for that, you know, and I think WWE just needs to do more of that instead of trying to draw ratings um by telling everybody Brock Lesnar is going to be on Raw tonight you know i think i think if you just give people those organic surprises and returns like the word gets out and people are just going to naturally watch cuz they want to see what happens right like you don't have to announce it every week if you give us those on the regular then people are just going to watch the the program to see what happens right like am i am i wrong in that assumption is it like a chicken and the egg situation like am I, I feel like you don't have to announce everything that's going to happen ahead of time no i agree i agree with you uh i'm just i sorry i've been distracted that i just saw that the major brothers tweeted out at 8:30 that the retros are officially on a hiatus they did yeah so uh, uh, but, uh, uh i was i was expecting that but uh you know can it be, can't be all good news coming from san diego comic-con but uh, dude i i'm gonna let you be the one to break it to mike lanham okay well yeah mike lanham and now this this <laughs> this episode me and mike lanham are gonna do is 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 it just the the top the the first 10 series we're gonna do a recap on the patreon me and him go yeah. back and forth, and uh, it'll be it'll be even more special because it might be the last ones that we ever get. Yeah, that's it, man. That's wow. Uh, Marco, I want to thank you for joining us tonight. You've been great. We also, me and Sheena, from the bottom of our hearts, want to thank you for everything you've done for for us personally for the show. You've been a you've become a great friend, and you've been a great part of uh, what we've built here, man. So, thank you so much for joining us absolutely man yeah we appreciate it writing in your your emails every week you always hit us with some awesome questions you're just an awesome person all around and i'm excited for the for the chick foley show listeners to to get to know the marco that we know Uh, thank you very much uh i enjoyed my time here uh hopefully i think i got the kinks down tonight i'm uh you know just uh 
<laughs> just living the dream right now over here. <laughs> but yeah, no, it's, uh, it was it was awesome. The boyhood, my boyhood dream, just like Shawn Michaels. No, I'm, uh, no, I'm, I'm really excited to do this. This is pretty awesome. I'm uh, actually messaging. Uh, I'm doing. I'm. I'm gonna. I'm gonna work it out. I think I'm gonna do what I'm doing with Phil right now. Is basically I've just been in much like messaging him on the side and like filling him in with little tidbits on the side there, which I think works. Yeah, um, I can we'll, do that with you as well. But yeah, I, I, I actually like. I like doing this. It's pretty fun. For sure, man. Then we'll give you a shout when we want to get your opinion on stuff, and I think it'll be good. Me and Marco, Sheena, and 12 other of our listeners are doing a fantasy football draft. It's a $10 entry fee. Unfortunately, the league is now full. We we put it out on social media and filled it up pretty quick, but $10 entry fee, winner take all. I'm going to do a awesome. $140 uh shopping spree you can buy I'll, you can buy whatever the hell you want and we'll put all the money toward it and uh you know fantasy football ends right around christmas time you'll be able to get a nice little 100 you know 140 dollars from from ringside collectibles man that's a nice little haul there so that'll be a that'll be a cool a uh, cool little get if we do expand it and I, I don't want to go more than 14 but if we go to 16 we'll uh we'll definitely let you guys know and we'll open up those two spots for some people but uh you know, next yeah. year, next year, maybe we'll do two leagues. Who knows? Yeah. I, you know, I love me some fantasy football, man. I was the commissioner of my league for so long, but it's just at this point in my life, trying to keep up with WWE, trying to keep up with the toddler, um, the heel husband's going to be in and out a lot this year and, uh, he'll be gone most of, most of next year. So it's going to be a crazy, a crazy year. So I just can't, I was like, Oh man, like chick Foley's having their own fantasy football, but I will be keeping up with you guys and keeping tabs on, on who's winning and you know, all that kind of stuff, because I do love me some fantasy football, but it's just a commitment, dude. You gotta you gotta watch a lot of shit and read a lot of stuff and read a lot of uh, you know analysis and and I'm like, dude, I I can barely keep up with all the wrestling that's that's happening right now. For sure, I'm gonna try the opposite this year. I used to do a time. I used to re- listen to as many wrestling podcasts. I used to listen to all fantasy football podcasts and read the, read yeah. the magazines and stuff. And now I'm just gonna I'm gonna go in. I'll probably have my best year ever because I'm gonna go in without even like overthinking shit. And I you know that's what. Uh- that's, that might be the key. Dude, sometimes that's the best way, dude. Yeah, just go yeah. with just go with your gut and who yeah, you think, yeah. and just you know whoever's hot, whoever's hottest on the waiver wire. I mean, obviously they they know what they're talking about. I'm like, yeah, I'll just take this guy, Joe you know Montana. I mean? Joe Montana. I yeah. think gonna be good. <laughs> Joe Montana. Um, but yeah, I think it's just it's just one of those things. Like, yeah, I I went into those deep dives too, where I would like overanalyze everything, and I would like be I would be like so stressed about picking people that were like literally like within a freaking frog's hair of like you know difference between one another you know what i mean and neither one of them would do shit and then somebody out of the blue would like have the the game of their lifetime you know or somebody on my bench would have the game of their lifetime so yeah it's one of those things where it's just like i mean there is some strategy to it but ultimately you can't freaking know i mean think about all those people that that drafted tom brady that year that he blew his uh his knee out you know what i mean like it's it's just you never freaking know for sure. But uh, Mark, Marco, thank you for listening. And uh, like I said, we will have uh, pictures of all of the uh, unveilings from uh, San Diego Comic-Con on our Patreon page coming up, patreon.com slash Chick Foley. And Sheena, in the, in the coming weeks, we will be able to get uh, more into previewing what should be a pretty fun res- uh, SummerSlam card. So I'm excited. Yeah, same here, man. But yeah, thanks for tuning in, guys. Like I said, we had a packed episode. So if you're still here, we love you. Thank you for your support. Thank you for listening. And uh, yeah, we'll catch you next week. All right, stay classy, Marks. We'll talk to you soon. Bye.